We're gonna get banned from Russia for your ethnic <laughs> content. <laughs> what? I feel like Russian people wouldn't mind that one. <laughs> that would definitely get banned. All right, never mind. I changed that. We might just get banned everywhere except Russia now. Let's. This is the Weed Power Hour, the show where we serve up a four-course meal and talk about the latest news and topics in the anime and manga world. The first course comes from Japan. Kai, what kind of hors d'oeuvres are you serving today? I am serving myself naked on a plate. Huh? Uh, huh? Oh. Huh? Oh, okay, what a great start. Next up, <laughs> next up, we have the appetizer hailing all the way from Texas with his American cuisine. Lance, what are you serving up? Well, I thought that it'd be really nice if I could serve up this raccoon that I found outside that was on the road. Um, it's still fresh, and I think that you guys will really like it. So I'm excited to see uh, how this dish goes. <sighs> Holy shit, okay. <laughs> Finally, the main course. Matt, with this master skill of the French cuisine, what will the people be dining on tonight? Uh, I did an alternative to liposuction, so I cut off my belly fat, and I'm serving <laughs> that for you guys. <laughs> uh, okay. Now, and hold on. If you prepare that correctly... Maybe. <laughs> Don't <Never mind>. enable <laughs> it. What are you Never doing? Mind. Oh my god! And I'm your, I'm your fucking sweet little dessert, uh, Peter. Uh, and I am the host for this week. So, uh, welcome back, guys, to another episode of the We Power Hour. Uh, this is podcast number twenty-three. Uh, so before we jump into uh, today's episode, just want to do a quick shout out to uh, Honolulu Millennial. Uh, Lance uh, was able to guest star uh, in one of the episodes. I believe it's coming out the yeah. first week of February. It's uh, It should be coming out uh, uh, maybe this week or uh, the following week, I believe. Um, so yeah, please do look forward to uh, that episode of the Honolulu Millennial podcast. It's run by uh, an old friend of mine, uh, Ray Lynn. And um, we talk about anime. We talk about uh, starting up a podcast. Um, and we just had a lot of fun. It was a good time. So I hope you'll uh, check out um, Ray Lynn's podcast, Honolulu Millennial. And uh, and uh, look for me. Yep. I, I, I am definitely looking forward to Lance... Uh, professional Lance uh, as in, professional in as I've ever been so uh, honestly <laughs> there's some parts there that uh, I try to be as professional as I can but I mean it yeah I can the degeneracy so wanted to, to come out the degeneracy <laughs> uh, but yeah so please check it out uh, we'll be checking it out as well um, but let's jump into the latest news uh, for the week. Uh, first up, Russia issues a ban on Death Note, Tokyo Ghoul, Inuyashiki, and more. Uh, so in 
the Moscow Times, January 28th, 20th, 2021, uh, Russia issued a ban on several, several popular anime series. Uh, so Death Note, Tokyo Ghoul, Inyoshiki have all uh, claims that teens are reacting violently uh, from, from scenes from the show. Um, uh, St. Petersburg court system dates back from December 18, 2020, stating every episode contains cruelty, murder, and violence. So there are five registered lawsuits against 49 websites. Um, and apparently Russian parents uh, started a campaign to ban Death Note back in 2013 after a 15-year-old girl with a collection of Death Note manga committed suicide. Uh, but it was reported later that she had fallen out of the window and she would... Uh, he was wearing a white dress shirt and red tie that looked just like the main protagonist. Uh, what do you guys think about uh, the ban on uh, in Russia? Well, I mean, I mean, okay, suicide is you know it's a very serious topic, um, mm -hmm. and uh, I do think. Uh, well, you know, it's hard to say um, if this is justified to ban an entire. Uh, piece of media because of a few tragedies but you know that that is a really touchy subject um honestly as you're reading that i want to make comment about the only cruelty in yashiki i saw was the cgi but that, <laughs> <laughs> that, I, I knew you were gonna I, say I, that I, um that i don't know just saying that felt inappropriate of me um anyways um I don't know. I don't know about banning an entire medium um, because of yeah. certain incidents. Um, did, I mean, shocks. Uh, I can't imagine there's like, I, I'm sure there's just as violent and um, mature topics like uh, in other medium, movies, TV shows. I wonder if um, there is reacted similarly to other like shows and movies aside from like these mangas yeah i mean this isn't like the first time we've seen uh like otaku culture or like just nerd culture in general i don't want to say being attacked but uh coming under fire yeah yeah like being a scapegoat for for children like getting under their impression that it's okay to be violent in any way shape or form i remember like what was it hillary clinton uh years ago she tried to like uh ban like video games or like some like series because it was too violent and it was like teaching kids to it's okay to be that violent so uh it's a it's a touchy subject to like toe the line in like i don't know did any of you guys ever like play like grand theft auto and just decided like oh man i need to like <laughs> beat a bitch up with a bat and drop some some fucking benjamins on her body afterward well i mean we're making <laughs> we can make jokes about that right now but uh i mean obviously it's it's all in, like for the sake of like satire that we can make those kind of jokes there there are children who uh i, I guess um are influenced but i don't i have i have no really for this. yeah I, I no no way shape or form children from another country on yeah and uh, why they chose to do the things that they did and happen to have mediums if it was causation or correlation or what yeah no way shape or form we are professionals in any child psychology uh, whatsoever here on the we power hour uh but i do remember like something about like 
one of your parts of your brain if it's like shut off you don't like truly understand like the differences between uh what is like what is like truly like just media for you to like consume and enjoy and then what is like reality so i wonder if like it's also something on like a, a on a science wise as well like a like a frontal cortex just totally shut down and just can't uh, understand the uh the reality and fantasy so yeah i mean that's my impression of uh these kind of incidences too so i mean sometimes i i think i'm a isekai character and i just sooner or later i'll learn magic and i can finally lead this uh fucking tiny ass island <laughs> okay, so. i mean we make jokes about like jumping in front of uh truckoons to get isekai but we don't actually do that oh like, no we also have to think though we're talking about russia here though like they ban everything because it's like not good for you or that's like their boomer way of thinking and they like you know throw that upon <laughs> people, you away. Know? i mean you it's, get a it's point true. There. it's yeah. true right you know like like being gay is like illegal over there you know like mm-hmm. privacy boom illegal you know there's like mics and cameras everywhere like it's crazy like i had a friend from russia when i was in college and his name was he had a brother named dimitri which is for one how common is that name but he told me about it like it's you know you don't want to like be in public and you know you can't say shit about the government because like they will, they'll add, they're actually here listening to you and i'm like what the fuck like yeah, you imagine know, having to censor yourself. Like, you yeah. know, they're banning us. Like, that's not, it's like, ah, you know, it's another day in Russia or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to our one Russian listener. I think yeah, it was wait, Russia. He's Polish. No, no, no. We lost the Polish guy. No. Oh, no. We lost Polish, Polish guy. Man. We lost Polish guy, but a Russian. Russian hey, came in. Russia. Hey, uh, uh, maybe, hey. maybe Polish guy moved to Russia. And he's still our oh, maybe. <laughs> and he's still hey. our man. He's still our loyal listener. Hey, our think, boy, dude. I think Kai called all the Polish guys in to drink vodka or something, so then the Russia guy came in. <laughs> oh, hey, yeah, that could be too. Hey. Uh, hey I you forgot know how do you say cheers in Russian shit. Well, as Kai right, well. tries to remember it. That is all the news that we have for this week. Um, if there are any news that you think is good enough to be on this show, please send us the link. Send us on social media, uh, DM, DM us or in the comments down below. Uh, and we will check it out and see uh, if it's worth talking about in a future podcast. But uh, moving on to the media roundup of the week. It is a segment where we talk about anything we watched or read outside of our top 10 anime ranking board. Uh, first up, we're finally, I can finally put this on the board. Skate, the majority of us have watched this, so now I feel like it's warranted to put this on here. Uh, so we're going to talk about Skate, Affinity, Skate 8, Skate, 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 uh, <laughs> Episode 4. Um, pretty much this episode was like a, was like a recce episode where he kind of like realizes that uh man you know what i am not as good as a skateboarder as i as i should be um and he pretty much uh has to go up against the matador uh adam uh in the s race and he loses very badly and now longa has to uh race him next but uh 
I'll leave, I'll put it up to the floor for the guys. What'd you guys think about this week's episode? I love how ridiculous it is, you know, because like it, it breaks the rules of skateboarding. I don't know if it does for like actual skateboarders, but you know, like he's he's they're like, oh, he's going down that corner way too fast, and then you know, you like first when you see him like successfully pull off the move to like turn the corner you're like oh he did it and you're happy right but then fucking adam does it a lot more cooler but like you know <laughs> yeah. really mo- the most unexpected way like you know like i was thinking oh probably shadow's just gonna pull off the same move they did no he has to like do some ridiculous like stylish like yeah. bullshit like fancy he, like, tango it. dance yeah yeah i and, love like, it when he like starts you know riding the skateboard with Ricky, like who fucking thinks of that uh, honestly it gives me like uh like prince of tennis vibes exactly where, like, exactly it's like bacana you know like what yeah <laughs> like at first it was regular skateboarding or tennis and like yeah. you can see it being regular and then they after a couple episodes they're like oh well i mean this is just tennis and we're fucking out of ideas so let's extinct the dinosaurs again <laughs> for like you know for a tennis move and i was just like it's just crazy i assume like some of the skateboard moves are like actual skateboard moves yeah. but it's ramped up to like a, a fucking infinity <laughs> oh. okay but one thing i'd like to mention before I, I stop talking is like okay so adam is like you know the the coolest skater right he's like oh shit it's adam i mean he's the knows. skater yeah and like everyone knows like the people who went against like the, all the other you know top of the class guys adam just wrecked them right and everyone Probably. saw the other like you know the the top skateboarder then get wrecked and shit why didn't no one tell like Reki or like the Mia dude? Why didn't he tell them, hey, he does this shit that he steps on your skateboard and like tries to like fucking kiss you on, on your cheek? Like, why didn't no one tell him that? And then like, I the don't other know, guys would you believe like, that? Yeah, but the other guys are like, oh, he's doing the exact same thing he's done to the other skateboarders. Like, shit, man, you could have been nice and told him about it. Like, I don't know. I feel like the culture of like this, uh, what is it called? The S where everyone hangs out there is yeah. that uh, it's almost like a hazing like that they club. allow you to get just demolished <laughs> by Adam. And then everyone just sits back and laughs because uh, well, that's pretty much what happened to Reki. It was like learning I mean, the hard but, way, kid. Yeah, but Adam hasn't like skated on the S for like like a long time people were like oh my god it's been so long since we've seen adam like on a skateboard I, and I stuff so. like that so i don't think it was like hazing i think it was more like like who like we want to see it you know what i mean if we tell him yeah. what's gonna happen he's gonna try to avoid it and nah dude i want to see i want to see two the tango on a one skateboard and then he <laughs> licks his blood afterwards so i was like i know that was Adam is just literally Dio Brando just taken out from Jojo and then inserted into this anime and yet I think it's yeah man his charisma is just it's not just like it's off the charts yeah it's not just the characters he plays he himself is just an icon yeah the Matt Mercer of the Japanese world. Yeah, that, I would that's say not even that. like a good comparison because I feel like I, Matt Mercer just no, doesn't even match like up Matt to Matt Mercer. I feel like is not him. near 
<laughs> Neil Brandle's voice actor. Yeah. You were saying he something did, else, Dance? Um, oh, yeah. sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, go ahead. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else, guys? <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. You got to use your floor. Uh, I was just going to say that, uh, you know, he does uh, Dozuaru from ReZero as well, so, like... Yeah, I mean, uh, and yeah. He, yeah, like he also the did same. Zeke, which I watched right before watching Skate. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, I mean, this dude's everywhere. He's everywhere, dude. And he, no matter who he plays, he just carries like that same, like, just incredibly high level of just charisma and yeah. Uh, and he also like plays like um, campy characters really well. I mean, like Adam and then Rosewall. Of course. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. Like, his voice is so recognizable that, like, every time I think about it, the range isn't, like, so far Mm -hmm. as I know some other ones that are, like, I just don't even know that's them until, like, oh, that's recognizable. Like, um, like, Darkness's, uh, voice actress from, uh, Konosuba. There's, like, two or three animes in our top ten that she's a character of, but none of us realize it's fucking Darkness because she sounds completely different, different every time right. we hear Dio's voice I just like I, I like I don't care that the range is that like sometimes I kind of like whine about like hearing the same voice for every character they portray but it's okay with him he gets a pass because it's such it's so good it's so good I love the voice it fits like almost every character that he's done so yeah just He's a bo 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 bo. What an iconic guy, Koyasu Takahito. Started, I don't know when he started. Never mind. Thought he started something. Uh, okay. Yeah. Anything else for skate before we move on? Okay, wait. One more thing. I totally love Shadow, dude. He's such a cool guy. Oh man, I fucking love Shadow, man. Every time he shows, every time you learn a little bit more about what a fucking dork he is, I like love him. I just like I, I just smile. He's right? like he's like working at the flower shop. I thought that was like bad enough that this big burly like frightful guy works at a flower shop as a day job, but then he's like the manager like tells him to do stuff and he's just like anything this and he I, like he has a crush on her so it's like even dorky absolutely and then and i love like he 24. they found out he's like 24 yeah and you were like <laughs> he's, oh he's my young God. dude and i was like wait i thought you were like like some 30 something like freak but no he's yeah every the time fact, we learn more about him the fact that he did his makeup in that car i'm assuming you know yeah definitely <laughs> yeah we said and the same every thing time like it's like uh that's a Nissan March, but on the back of the cover, on the back, it has like, you know, the flower yeah, shop the flower info, shop and it's like logo. taped up. He tapes it up so people don't know he works at the flower shop. Dude, yeah. it's so funny. Like, just thinking he's... about him, he's like, hold on, guys. He takes out his duct tape and he's like, <laughs> yeah. to cover up before he gets there. He like has to like, he's like, dri- he like drives away and then like the owner's like, okay, bye, have a nice trip. And he like turns the corner like really quickly and then he gets out of the car, puts the tape on, gets back into the car, yeah. starts changing and then actually goes like, like I can see that happening every single time he has to like uh, go do his thing. I, mean, so. I love that guy. <laughs> he's yeah, he's, 
he's so awesome and like it's so crazy too like i i keep thinking i want to put him in like nominees for like best shithead but he doesn't really have like a shithead really quality like yeah a, i guess a supporting He's, character he, I, I just put it on yeah but he is a very good supporting character which like, i'm shocked about i thought he'd be oh you know like in Yu-Gi-Oh, you'd have like these like just shitheads of rex, the day rex raptor yeah yeah we uh, like weevil we underwood away yeah. for like the main story but he's still hanging around for like the main story events and he's like part of the crew pretty much i feel like they're gonna there's gonna be like either like a team race or like a like a six-way man race where it's yeah, just like gonna be an ally yeah he's they're all gonna jump in i feel like it's gonna be a team race where it's gonna be like i don't know like three on three or like Maybe it's like him yeah him mia and longa versus like the the ogs right like adam cherry blossom and joe because it sounds like they're the they're the three that found us i feel yeah. like it's going to be like one of those like really cool team battles where they they get to go against uh each of the original founders of s so i don't know we'll see yeah uh i love the cast they're all really good yeah Mm-hmm. they all play like a very like pivotal role in uh filling out like the whole group and having all the tropes in there so uh okay moving on uh to jujitsu kaisen episode 16 uh we are continuing on with uh, uh the first leg of the tournament arc uh panda pretty much a panda episode we finally mm-hmm. get to figure out like what truly uh, is his uh, Jujutsu Kaisen powers. Uh, he can transform into multiple different animals and he's actually like a test tube baby made from the principal of, of the school. Yeah, his principal like specializes in cursed corpses so he like animates inanimate objects to basically come alive and, and fight. So what exactly is Panda? Because he's is he a real panda that just was like engineered i think it's engineered yeah because he has multiple different cores in him so maybe panda is just like another doll that he made but it's so realistic it like, seems like he just is entirely independent from the principal too because uh, yeah. uh exactly like the science of um you know doing puppet um curses it sounds like they have to be nearby but panda can kind of just go wherever he wants it seems like so um uh, Maybe he's like, I guess from my understanding, he's like an advanced form of a cursed puppet. Pinocchio. Like a, a oh. perfected cursed puppet who is entirely autonomous. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, well, like, I guess like Pinocchio. Like Pinocchio. Geppetto just fucking, just made a fucking Pinocchio panda. Who fought so. and um, can go monkey. <laughs> that, was, that surprised me. I was like, yeah, it's kind of like how you said while we were watching. It's kind of like Beast Boy. He can like shift uh, himself into different animals on top of already being a panda yeah how'd you guys like uh his gorilla form i wasn't expecting it but um i mean okay it remind okay aside from beast boy it reminded me of tony tony chopper he has he has his um his brain form he has his muscle form i feel like gorilla is the muscle form uh and then he has like one more form just like tony tony um uh that he hasn't revealed yet uh I'm expecting it to be a speed form, but it could also be his monster point, essentially, like, just the I lose life force. <laughs> I've shortened my lifespan by using this form. 
Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I wonder Why? how he heals himself because he's independent to the principal. So is that like principal can just mold like another puppet form for him? I feel like that's yeah. like his one and only body. So his, his anatomy is weird. Like when at the start of the fight, he got shot by um Mechamaru, not from Danganronpa. Um, he got shot by Mechamaru. He yeah, fell okay. down and then he immediately got back up. So I am curious about how his body works. Yeah. Anyone else? Any other panda? Uh, I didn't like Gorilla, dude. Same. You didn't like his face? I didn't like his face. Like His face is kind of scary. The idea was cool and shit, but like... Uh, he wasn't panda, man. He wasn't the cute fluff thing. He didn't look cute. And I, that's, a, that's a no from me, dog. <laughs> I like how like after the battle, like his ear was like partially like ripped up, but it wasn't like oh like membrane or like bone or anything it was like it was like a teddy bear fluff yeah, like it wasn't yeah. like i wasn't sure what that was like if it was like his fur that got frayed or if he was actually is he actually a stuffed animal that's why so i'm just like curious to like so he is a stuffed animal because it wasn't like truly like a panda organs inside of it but he like grew up as a baby and you can see it in the flashbacks yeah, that he, like grown, he grew up as a so... panda it's so weird. and he has like this weird like panda mentality where he's just like i don't really like humans but there's there's a couple that i do like kind of thing because i'm a fucking panda i like yeah pandas <laughs> like it's just so <laughs> like i don't understand this mentality that he has sometimes so yeah um but who do you think would win in like a one-on-one -on -one, like power battle toto or panda in gorilla form well, we haven't Toto. seen Total. Yeah, we haven't seen Total's like full power yet, so I, I gotta assume. I mean, he pretty much gave us the the pipe, like the the pyramid power chart of um, yeah. people, and Total was sitting happily at the top. So um, I can only assume Total has not even shown us like a fraction of what he can do. Mechamaro even said that it wasn't as strong as Total's like palm. Oh, that's right. Okay, then how about? Itadori versus uh, Panda as a gorilla in pure oh. power. Oh, he's gonna kill Itadori. <laughs> like, like he's gonna fucking kill him. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I think. I mean, if he turns into Sukuna, of course that's a different story. But Itadori, he's just oh yeah, just Itadori. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, how about? Uh, are you guys excited to? pretty much have like a, the girls girls episode all the girls are pretty much about to throw down all the maki my the fucking little witch girl Miwa, nobra yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm down to skip it over dude honestly i want to see what happens to like like toto and the whole like shit over there you know like i want to like i, I want to know the, 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 what's going to interfere the tune-in exam Get wow, on with it. Like, you're actually looking forward to tuning exam being interrupted. That's like the opposite mentality you should be having. Like when <laughs> when Orochimaru interrupted tuning exam, I got pissed. I was like, bro, yeah, if, kind of kind of ruined stop, the Sasuke Gara fight. Yeah, he ruined the Sasuke Gara fight. Whoever won that, I think Sasuke. Okay, I, I'm gonna say Sasuke would beat Gara. He would have fought Naruto. So well, I think it was like Naruto versus tamari 
in the other oh, bracket and then man. shino versus sasuke which would have been honestly a pretty cool battle to see that would have been interesting because shino was actually it. pretty strong pre shippuden after that it was you know who gives a fuck about shino but <laughs> yeah uh but like i kind of want to see it because gara was really good back then too before you know shippuden so like didn't you want to see the end of sasuke versus gara no, I just want to see the story move forward, you know. Ah, dude, come on, this is shonen, dude. <laughs> you, you think you think plot moves at a, like a respectable pace? So we don't get that until like the final season, where it's like, well, we ran out of time, so we just gotta fucking bum rush the rest of the material. Okay. So or just I have not a prediction finish it at all. for um, what could interrupt the tuning exams here. Oh, okay, hold on. Let me let me pull out my little prediction board notes here all right go ahead lance your prediction now, right now we're in the force of death we have to get after the force of death they do the preliminary tournament uh and then they move on to like the like the finals right um, from what i assume in, yeah. in naruto so i'm a, i'm just gonna assume that they're gonna follow kind of a similar scheme here so once they get to the finals i'm sure we'll we'll see some formal fighting um the other the friend of volcano head um we see him in the opening uh jogo yeah the opening sequence uh yeah jogo's friend the one who rescued him after uh gojo beat him up uh oh, i'm assuming the, the he's no gonna eyes interrupt. guy yeah i'm gonna say he's gonna interrupt the the battle and then itadori's gonna beat him and then the the sister school principal is going to acknowledge itadori is uh worthy of being kept alive okay okay so official is suguru right uh interrupts final uh yeah in the finals he's gonna interrupt Nitsudori's gonna beat him and like cement that he belongs as a jujutsu sorcerer are you locking that in baby yeah i'll lock that in all right guarantee or your money back for free. All right. Anything else about Jujutsu Kaisen before we move on? I feel bad for Mekamaru. He's literally that SpongeBob character. Yeah. The glass bones and paper skin. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah. I fucking love like Matt. Matt uh, has to watch the anime uh, on different nights than us, but you still have the same thought process that we <laughs> are having, uh, regardless <laughs> if you're like watching the anime with us, because we also all thought the same thing as exactly that character so it's it's nice it's nice that we're all on the same wavelength oh that's right yeah every made oh i get it now every like was like this dude wants to sell chocolate <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I was like, the moment he said it i was like it's the yeah and i was like it. huh and i get it now <laughs> holy shit can you sell chocolate for me? <laughs> I was born with paper skin and glass bones. Every night I break my arms. Every morning I break my legs. <laughs> oh my uh, classic. Classic Lance. Two days late to a joke and now he's giggling like a little schoolboy. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Uh, next up, uh, Attack on Titan Episode 8. Oh, man another banger of an episode i'm pretty sure this final season might go down as probably one of the best anime seasons of like its generation uh 
and almost every episode has been like pushing its limits uh to like what uh could possibly happen in uh, all these emotions but uh well swing it over to matt first uh because uh myself and matt don't know what's gonna happen next for attack on Titan, but uh how do you feel matt did you see this coming um i remember when you mentioned that she stared at sasha so i was like yeah sasha's probably gonna be her target when she boards the ship so i was like yeah that was a pretty good prediction you should have put it on the board <laughs> oh well i mean i when i think of prediction i think like there in my head there might be a chance i'm wrong but i felt like no way shape or form i am uh wrong so it's not like I'm predicting it i just know that's the case i guess that's oh, okay. i guess that was like my my thought process because i was like no way you gave her like that like that moment that animation of her staring at sasha i think even like her in her eyes the reflection was also sasha as well yeah and they telegraphed just, that like, pretty hard that i was like was come coming. on yeah, yeah like there's no way shape or form that you know that wasn't gonna happen it's just oh man just can't believe like you know we lose another one of the like original group of people like now we're down to so little right like four five of like the original like uh, seven or eight or like ten of like uh, of that like little infantry that they had so oh. yeah yeah they're they're down to what well, i think who we have left are is literally the only survivors from their their graduating class so yeah so yeah and that's just like it's kind of heartbreaking to see right because like kind of grew up with these kids from the from the get-go and you get to see them like grow up and like fucking connie just like was so happy that they got out of this alive like yeah he didn't even care about winning or like you know sticking it to uh to these guys that they, you know they ruined like our lives or anything like that or they killed like a whole bunch of his friends before he's just truly happy in the moment that you know the people that he cares about the most survived you know until uh it didn't so but uh kai lance how'd you guys feel you guys even knew you guys knew this was gonna happen but i mean lance was fucking tweeting up a storm uh after that episode got released earlier today Oh man, um, so when, when I read that in the manga, I actually cried when um, they were showing everyone's reactions. To, uh, Sasha dying itself, I was, you know, I saw that coming. Of all the characters left, um, and Isayama himself, the author, had always talked about, like, how to kill Sasha. Like, in the like at the very beginning, he was wondering, like, if she should be killed off. Mm. And uh, But then his editor was always like, no, no, it, it doesn't make sense. It's not the right time. Uh, this isn't a, this isn't like a fitting way to kill off a character. So he had been like, okay, I'll hold off. So I, I knew that you know sooner or later time would be up. Um, but Son it was really bitch. it was really like seeing. I wish I didn't read that because that, that kind of helped me like be less impacted by her death itself. But it was uh, everyone's reactions that just really got me. And when I saw it again, um, like th those feelings just came back because Mappa did such a good job with from the music to like just. Uh, Mikasa and Armin crying and then they did Kony so well the way you you just see it he's broken like absolutely like, yeah. destroyed that he lost basically his best friend that uh, I mean Connie and Sasha they're not like Mikasa and Armin and Eren they're not like 
super soldiers or like like brilliant strategists they're normal people so it was so important that they had each other to always rely on so it, it is heartbreaking to see connie lose sasha and uh, they did so good with that scene all right so you know how um they're going back on the blimp right and then um I don't love Vav or whatever his name is like he tells the others like go up ahead you know I'll, I'll get the rear and then you see his face and I'm like oh dude it's a fat guy like no offense to fat guys but like and it's always the fat guys in anime that like the moment I saw his face I'm like ah he's gonna die he's a little too <laughs> chunky he's a little too chunky <laughs> for the, the whole distinctive enough to remember his face when he dies exactly and like he's a little chunky as he's like you know flying spider-manning under the blimp and you know you see gabby like running towards him and i'm like no no my prediction's coming true if he just didn't eat like his like fourth dinner every night (laughs) he would have been alive dude he ate a little too much (laughs) <laughs> what a fucking take and that's why sasha had to go he is he one much. of those uh one of those uh like house guardians or whatever like he was in the palace the entire time he wasn't like part of the survey corpse right he was like the other he was a garrison corpse. that's why he was so f- there you go that's why he was yeah. so fat right because he never had to do any like, actual yeah, any work yeah he pretty much hinted it. he was like uh old geezer who's collecting like paychecks for nothing he's that he was talking about himself so yeah i just but yeah he died he was, he, he was, he was a little too chunky dude yeah no, yeah it was obvious that he was gonna die there was yeah. no yeah. way yeah and the moment he volunteered to be like yeah i'm gonna I'm gonna I'm a be scout and make sure we're all good i'll stay I'm behind like, and make sure yeah safe. yeah dude you're gonna fucking die <laughs> man you should have fucking ate that last sandwich before you went out there bro but see you he later did, alligator dude. you just didn't see him because he ate something <laughs> <bad>. <laughs> just swallowed it whole before anyone saw oh dude. man i was bamboozled i thought the fake beard person was armin when the f- yeah, when same. Oh, everybody thought that when that yeah. chapter first came out. Uh, and, like, you know, who you else would it a, be? You don't have a lot of context. There's a blonde person who's <laughs> covering their face, and Peek is like, "Oh, I think I've seen you before." Who else uh, would you think it is? Yeah, How would you know that she saw him. She's her flashback was like something we didn't even see. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why I was like, when I saw it, and I was like, "Oh, that's not Armin," and then I remembered episode like weeks ago when we talked about it during the podcast and i was like oh man armin looking good man he's looking big with them shoulders yeah, and everything like that weird? like armin the but it was is yeah. like a freaking giant like that would have been really shocking but that's why but connie had that glow up like connie looked nothing like what he was you know previously five years ago four yeah, years ago had, like a shocking like uh, glow up yeah he had like a like he had like puberty like his balls dropped like they're they're like <laughs> laying a whole like low on the ground dropped so i was like he's scraping them ball sack so i, I was thought, like i thought armin had the same thing i thought the colossal titan that influences like body too or something like make him taller and lanky i don't know that's actually a good theory yeah that you know, oh isn't true but i mean yeah, Bertel was that's interesting was super freaking tall yeah so, you know these kind of things the readers would have been like oh yeah i would think that that's armin it was weird it was a weird like foreshadow that didn't end up being a foreshadow i guess like the only like reason i can think of is just to make sure 
that seeing um, Zeke on the blimp was as a like as big of a surprise as it possibly could be. Like there was like like probably if we had like seen that back uh like that that flashback from peak that was like oh i rec- i recognize that girl from i didn't even realize it was a girl until like the end anyway yeah uh, that you know she recognized uh, her on like the boat from like an infantry like years ago then maybe you know people in the attack on time reddit would just like piece it together like oh army zeke oh it could be zeke still you know alive oh. is he still on the blimp kind of thing yeah. i feel like that's like the only reason we got zero like idea who the fuck that was it was just you know make sure that we don't predict that Zeke was on that blimp too which I what are you doing man why are you why are you here what do you guys think of that I I I can only assume he has a deal with them I don't know like because I remember before as he as he was a kid he hated his uh, his dad, right? Like he hated everything about what he what he did, starting the rebellion and stuff like that. I wonder if Zeke just finally had this revelation, just like, oh shit, dude, maybe my dad had something right all along. And the weird thing is, like, I don't know what that turning point was. I don't know like any scene I've seen of Zeke in this season that I thought to myself, oh, he had a revelation that like you know what they were doing was pretty fucked up and he wants to end it all and he decided to switch teams so like i'm assuming we'll get that next week in a in a very zeke flashback episode but uh i just, just die dude <laughs> just get out of here what about you man why were you surprised when you saw zeke on the blimp yeah i was i was confused i was like same with like Peter like so when he was switching sides but at the same time Levi was still threatening him so I was like wait are they just gonna kill him use him I guess yeah use him and like, kill him cause they still wanna eat him right like that's yeah. like that's kinda the whole goal at the end I assume it's that you no, know he's, we you know, get... he's royal blood though so he, they, they want him for something more oh yeah that too so uh, maybe something with historia i don't know oh she comes back that'd be nice but i hate the fact that lance like knows and kai knows and they're just smiling and it kind of pisses me (laughs) off a little bit (laughs) so ah we'll just move on i can't like my my brain hurts with these theories because they can go so many ways i actually thought like Aaron was finally going to get that jaw tie-in and then he was going to be able to go back home and then bust out Annie and we can finally have Annie back uh, which we haven't had in like I don't know <laughs> how many volumes like 10, 15 volumes Actually, like it's been so long since we've seen Andy right? This so. is a good opportunity um, for Peter and Matt um, what do you think is um, you know where are we going with Annie? Like, Where does she fit into all this? Are they going to try to collect all the titans into, like, one person? I don't know. Well, they didn't get the jaw titans, so... It doesn't make sense to bring Annie back, because there's no way they can get rid of the crystal that she's in uh, in without the jaw titan. Or is it... Is it I mean, the jaw titan, right? That's, that's yeah, the one yeah. I'm thinking of. Yeah, the jaw titan has, like, the, yeah. the hardness. It's like... 
crystals. Exactly. So I assume I assume we're like going back home. We're going to recuperate. You know, obviously Sasha needs to get buried and we need to have a service for her and everything like that. But after that, uh, like there's no turning back now. Aaron pretty much like it, it sounded like he literally decided war without them having any consent in any way, shape or form. So like technically at like at the end of this, if they somehow survive, he he ends up being a prisoner. Like he has to like go to jail because he literally like defied uh, the chain of command to do whatever the fuck he liked. So I, I, I assume Aaron gets all the tie-ins at the end and then eat the dynamite and blows up. <laughs> <by> that, like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's the only way like Aaron is like acting like he like this is the end of the dynamite. world. <laughs> <laughs> because like he doesn't want to live anymore. Like you can't I can't see him wanting a future past this war. Right? Like he He's acting like, you know, once I do my duty, I, I, <laughs> duty, uh, you just fucking end it all, you know, like he just doesn't care anymore. And, uh, it's like kind of sad to see that he like was so hopeful at the beginning. He was so like kind of naive, but he was like looking towards the future and now is this kind of thing. So he, he did say something about like he wants to wipe out all the Titans on earth. So that must be including himself. Yeah, I mean, that's like the easiest thing to do is just to take them all in and just off himself. So I don't know. We'll see. And, you know, just real quick, uh, the Gabby's character is so interesting, too. Like just seeing her like her storyline, it's like an accelerated version of what Aaron went through the first three seasons where like she had like this hopeful look towards humanity she wanted good in the world all she wanted to do was like let people know that elderins are like good people and they're not as bad as people think and she was going to change their mind about it and then all of a sudden like and she's been lied to for so many years and then all of a sudden she lost all her friends and she could probably could lose her she probably lose her family too and now it's like I don't know. It's just like a like we like just literally watching Aaron the first three seasons in like a span of like four episodes with her. It, it's 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 crazy to see that comparison. I know people are getting a lot of backlash, uh, giving a lot of backlash to Cappy because, I mean, uh, obviously she's a very polarizing character. I think she's basically a in a nutshell, like how frustrating of an adventure Aaron has had from like season one to season three, like. Um, there are a lot of criti- uh, crit- uh, criticizers of Aaron in his early development because you know he was he was very angry. He was he acted very irrationally at times, and uh, now we're just getting Gabby through that whole journey like just like that, just like, shoved down your throat. Yeah. So, so. It's, it's pretty much yeah, exactly as you said. It's it's Aaron all over again, but from a, a different point of view. Yeah, it's it's crazy and. God, I feel bad for Falco. One, because he's got a pretty cool name, and two, he <laughs> literally has to watch like everything he's loved, like just right. Like he's never gonna get Gabby back. Like it's it's over now. Like when he had like that like little flashback where where Reiner was like telling him to make sure to protect uh, 
protect Gabby and like try to take over the armor Titan and like you know not let her go down this road and that all disappeared the moment she decided to like get out of here and like go up to that fucking blimp even if he jumped on it doesn't matter anymore Gabby killed someone you know like it's you're never going to be able to take back what happened so also the fact that like those guys beat the fuck out of two children were like that was pretty uh yeah pretty I, not not kosher in my in my I must eyes. have like skipped that in the manga or something because when they start beating on gabby and falco i was like holy fuck yeah <laughs> like they're going in on them dude Ru- <laughs> rush are about to be banning attack on time yeah, <laughs> like if anything russia should be banning they should definitely ban attack on titan so yeah um but yeah it was crazy i we're in the halfway point now 16 episodes for this season and what a whirlwind of a like half of the season that's gonna be so are we are we getting anywhere close to where you guys are at in the manga not really no, not, not even close, close. Right? it's actually okay. i had this thought after this episode it's like we're nowhere close we're not is, right we're halfway through the season and we're not even like that's why halfway there at all yeah and like oh you know we're not even i think we're still what two months out before the final chapter of attack on Titan comes yeah. out so like are you guys gonna read it or are you guys gonna wait until the anime comes out oh, i'm gonna read it <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna read it like day one. Oh shit there there we go all right that is the media brand of the week uh if there's any any anime or manga you want us to uh watch or read make sure you hit us up and uh we'll take the time to uh look it over and see if it's uh worthy of a discussion on a future podcast uh but we'll move on uh to our anime ranking board uh of the winter season this is the segment where we chose 10 animes before the winter season started and every week we rank the episodes one through ten uh so let's start with uh 10th place i don't even know why i thought like it was going to be different i mean it's always going to be this one uh but 10th place again project scarred <laughs> scar on the parader uh it was 10th place last week as well looking at everyone's ranking uh who cares lance put at eighth i gotta fucking hear this what the <laughs> hell is going on <laughs> eighth place uh okay i know i've had my bungles with <laughs> voting for project scarred but this week i'm gonna defend it i think it was an okay episode like this is the first time that i didn't have to watch it any more times than uh the first time i actually understood everything they said um so for once it took four episodes so a quarter 25 percent of the time they can make a coherent episode that makes sense um the police i feel like i actually understand all the characters now which is like the best compliment i can give this anime is that i actually understand their motivations for once all uh, right which yeah. dog wants to get let out first which one wants to rip lance a new one anyone come on anyone? bring it on man <laughs> i think this was an okay episode 
Dude, I, 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 don't, I don't even want to talk about this episode. Like, like the <laughs> weekly roundup, but the 10th place is always a drag for me because it's like... We spent so much time talking about it, and all I want to talk about so is much how to talk about. it is that everything, like, how much details the guns have. And I'm like, why does this gun have so much detail? That was really <laughs> weird. Like, like, we don't need this. I don't know, it's just... All right. Hey, you know what? All right, we can move on, Kai. But when we get to the top half of this board, you better fucking like give me fucking lectures on how good the anime in the top is. Yeah, I don't want to hear. Hey, pretty good fifth place. <laughs> I don't want to hear that shit no more, dude. Like you gotta fill up time by hitting up bigger because our time is always spent on this bottom five because we always have something to talk about. No, it's about. not on the bottom five. It's the bottom tenth place. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, anything else on project card because i'm gonna move on because i i did this episode was just like nothing absolutely nothing we didn't solve anything other than the fact that like now yabato joined the helios the fact that i remember their names it's already like bad enough but that's that's it that's all that happened we no, wasted no, a whole episode no, to get I to that say, point uh is i'm i'm happy about this episode is it looks like we're actually going to get on with the story because this is a lot of things that happened. This episode should have happened in the first, like two episodes, second episodes. Yeah. Should have been the second episode, episode. Two, everything that was done in this episode should have been done. We should understand all the organization's motivations. We should understand all their, all the main boys personalities. And we should have understood, um, that Yamato is going to join Helios. Cause why the fuck would he not? Um, so that made me, happy <laughs> so now, we're actually now. getting are somewhere we, now are you gonna say the same statement next week that fuck no you know what i'm actually gonna call it right now next week you're gonna fuck me over again but for this moment in this little in this moment we have right now i don't hate project scarred and i don't want to disregard that feeling wow he just like pretty much put his like feelings in a time capsule and He's never going to dig it up again because then it'll no, I'm gonna fly it. away. Yeah, I'm going to keep it right here. God, Skate was like two points off for getting into the top 10. Could have had Skate on I tell you dude. what, if Skate got like those two more points, it would have eaten Just, Project Scar for breakfast. It would have gone here, dude. Uh, whatever. Why did we vote for this? We voted high on this too. I yeah, I got like 17 points. We voted very well on this and I just like... I, the, the, the trailer tricked us why do the trailers keep tricking us it's it's like the, the like the fourth time already on this like power rankings that we've done that like uh the trailer tricked us into thinking it was either good or like really bad and it was like the complete opposite i mean that just shows that the the studio making this anime making the trailers they did a good job because uh they they conned us yeah, four points, four points, five points, four points. He gave that five. It was Lance. Of course, it was Lance. <laughs> God damn it, Lance. Look, dude, look at it. Skate. Never mind. Skate was even close, dude. Two points, zero points, two points, two points. <laughs> Kai gave Good it job, zero? Kai. You fucked us. No, wait, Kai, <laughs> you zero points? 
You put zero points on skate. It came you know at six why? points, dude. You know it wasn't even close. Zero, isn't, th- isn't that the one I put zero points? Because I was going to say, you know what? I got to stand up for my buddy Peter and put like high points on this. And you're like, nah, dude, you don't need to do that. You can just put yeah, points just you want. So I put yeah, zero. Vote. <laughs> <laughs> I said vote for what you feel, not vote for the meme, you fucking <laughs> dumbass. Uh, we got a meme instead. Moving on. We gotta move on. All right, next up. <laughs> At number nine, uh, dropped down one spot from the eighth spot uh, last week. Hortensia, Hortensia Saga. I'm never gonna remember that, though. Just say Hortensia. Uh, Hortensia Saga. Uh, looking at everyone's votes, Kai, eighth place. Lance is at 10th place. Uh, myself and Matt are at ninth place. Uh, so we'll hit it with Kai first. You're the high point man at eighth place. Uh, what did you hate about Hortensia Saga this week? Well, 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 what do we have here? The highest Whoa. point man on the show he hated. See, well, the thing is, I, I kind of made a mistake on the voting. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I meant to put um, Hortensia as 8 and Urasekai Picnic as 8. And like, wait, yeah, those already... Wait, no. You can't put both of them at 8! <laughs> No, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I was supposed to put Hortensia Saga at 9 and put the picnic at 8. But when I looked at the chart before the podcast, I was like, you know what? Yeah, Urasekai Picnic deserved the 9, so I gave it an 8. I only gave it away because Urasekai Picnic was so bad. So I don't want to talk about it because it was pretty bad as well. But, like, you know, I feel like it wasn't that bad as than the previous episode. Artentia Saga or, or Artentia Saga? No, there's so many okay. bad shows. It wasn't as bad as the previous episode, but I still don't know what's going on. You don't need to know what's going on. They're just two bad groups and we're the good group. That's it. You see, I think I had the opposite problem. I gave this 10th place this week because I knew way too much of what's going on. Like, <laughs> like I predict Peter and me predicted the entire episode from like the five minute mark i yeah, think you did so this show is too easy to understand and predict and that's why i was just bored out of my mind like the two twins they're obviously assassins and not just because they're ethnics because, <laughs> you, did, you didn't have the, to say that because no. the fucking patches <laughs> uncle patches <laughs> knew they were assassins as soon as he saw them he looked at the dead bodies just like uh, they're they're thinking oh monsters killed these villagers and then he looked at the bodies like that's a fucking knife wound <laughs> <laughs> and then he said nothing for the whole episode until they were killing people at the pope's house so i was like patches what are you doing second of all I don't know. I just read on like low lollies wearing boob straps. That just really bothered me a lot. (laughs) And then third, um, we got another sexy sister who was actually a dragon. (laughs) I was just like, come on. If you don't want to be Fire Emblem, stop trying to be Fire Emblem. My little sister who is actually a dragon. I feel like that's like another rom-com that's like waiting to happen. (laughs) You don't need to be a rom-com. It's like any fantasy video game. You're going to get banned from Russia for your, your ethnic <laughs> content. <laughs> what? I feel like Russian people wouldn't mind that one. <laughs> that would definitely get banned. All right, never mind. I changed that. We might just get banned everywhere except Russia now. So, hello, my Russian people. This is his new 
the one we thing I liked about that episode, yeah, was when he surprising. when Didier did that Monster Hunter dual blade spin on the dragon. Oh yeah, that or was the, cool. the Ackerman special, whatever. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, that's Ackerman what we said special. too. You gave him the Ackerman special. <laughs> I feel like that's like a weirdly like porn sex move now. I feel like there's like Attack on Titan like porn parodies out there. And all they do is give them their Ackerman special, you know, like all over their face. All right, moving on. Um, so we had a tie at seventh place uh, this week. We actually had multiple ties. Uh, we almost had a tie for like 10th place as well. Um, but uh, the first one from uh, number seven, uh, Urasekai Picnic, it jumped two spots from the ninth spot last week. Uh, looking at everyone's vote charts, I lost it. Um, Kai ninth place, Lance is seventh, uh, Matt is also seventh, and then I am at eighth. Uh, so I'll open the floor this time. What do you guys think about this week's uh, episode of Urasekai Picnic? I don't know enough Japanese internet lore to understand what's going on. You didn't the other weeks either, but you voted very high on those ones. Yeah, but this one was even more like because like the other ones, I could look up the lore and I could read about it and stuff, and later be like, okay, well, I guess that's kind of interesting. But this one, like, space um, time, man. Yeah, it's the uh, it, there's uh, apparently like this internet lore called like like about like space time and like. Yeah. It was like an online thread about people sharing their, you know, weird space time shit that happened to them, you know? Like, they're scary, like, no sleep type of shit, I guess. And then there's a, you know, a time space man, you know, the guy who, the guardian of space time is basically what it is. And it's also, there's a guy, Osan, you know, like the old uncle that's in the space time, whatever. And that's the guy who's wearing that, like, uniform looking thing that was like all oh the one that showed up right. yeah like at the end of the day what the fuck was that guy like he's just <laughs> we still don't that's, what what that? that's what we ask every week what the fuck is any of this supposed to matter at the end like the i enjoyed the the, the giant mouth at the beginning that was really scary Right, the people banging on the door, and then that was kind of yeah. And then it that was, was like, kind of creepy. Yeah, the mouth just comes out of nowhere, and I'm like, holy fuck! But like, what was that? They're it wasn't like, the mouth for me. It was the the just the middle person that like fat lady, <laughs> like yeah. the way she was like drawn and she like was moving. Yeah, like, her animations like, were so like too well. Yeah, yeah, like I actually like was getting chills. But like but, yeah, you know, and then they get transported into this like the other world, and they're like, oh well, shit, we're here, no big deal, you know, totally just forget about what just happened, right? Like, haha. And then, you know, we got the, the little lolly girl who's, like, too scared to do shit. Um, but she's kind of useless, too. It's not like she adds anything to it. Yeah. It's like, okay, you stay here while I'm going to go check and totally forget about you until the end of the episode. Yeah, she didn't really contribute anything to the... I mean, so what happened was they were pretty much forced into the other side world, which is, I think, the first time they've been forced to go there against their will. And then they were just, like, battling to escape this was the first mm. episode i gave this one seventh place this week because this is the first time i was actually like like creeped out by the episode they actually nailed like how creepy 
the other side world is and these monsters and the the lady banging on the door like i actually got like like shivers yeah. from like like how weird that episode got and it really reminded me of wonder uh uh wonder eight priority mm-hmm. um like that level of like just acid tripping the whole exactly. episode. so they actually nailed the eeriness and also um i okay the girl now that you mention it i she was she didn't really contribute anything to this episode the the researcher but i did like toriko and soto um i actually thought they treated each other like humans this episode um, much better interaction between the two much better yeah. interactions like toriko like toriko actually got pissed at soto's like uh and went her own way which i thought yeah the if if you're desperately looking for a friend and there's someone saying look i i don't you should stop looking for this some for this person you care about then i'm professional yeah <laughs> i would be like <laughs> well fuck you i'm gonna go look for her anyways yeah yeah i just like this is probably the first time i actually felt like there was no like forced lines or forced uh like uh boundaries between them it's just kind of like you can finally like like let their relationship kind of bloom and whatever happens in this other other world you know that's going to affect their relationship and like like Lance said it finally happened right like Sorrel is just finally like she's done risking her life for a person she doesn't even know and like Toriko is like fuck man you were like the one person that truly like believed in me and like actually was willing to risk her life to go in the other world and i like i'm probably in depth to you for like the rest of my life that you're willing to like go out there and save like my friend that i i still believe is alive and then like all that just disappears in front of her kind of thing it was like all right like this actually will strengthen their bond even more and now like they're truly from here now like every adventure they go to you know how much they risk their lives is only going to strengthen the eeriness between them kind of thing whereas it's like before it's kind of like do they like care do they like each other is like Turku oh. like so into satsuki that like it doesn't even matter how like life risking they like avengers they have it just in the end they're just going to be friends which doesn't yeah. like make sense in a way yeah, this episode answered like a lot of my issues. Um, would Soto O keep risking her life on these dangerous missions for Toriko? And the answer was no, she, she doesn't want to. And that came to a head. And we finally got episode four. We finally got Soto O's backstory. And I was happy with it. Um, yeah. Her, her parents died. So she's been isolated. She's going to college. And she, yeah, just like how we thought, obviously, she's a college student. She needs money. Uh, she has no no one to rely on financially yeah so yeah over motivations it all checks out yeah and it was so quick too it's just like it was kind of nice where it's like yeah it wasn't like a big deal yeah i think they like realized like hey our selling point is still at the end of the day uh being the creepy pasta anime that we were setting out to be like the yuriness and then the backstory of the characters is just kind of like like the little like extra fudge on top of a sunday kind of thing it's like it's not the main course it's not the main part it's just a little extra to give you uh, more reason to like this show so 
but watch Wonder Egg priorities. So I mean, like, <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just fucking saying. So, uh, anything else on Arisaki Picnic before we move on? No, we're good. All right. Uh, moving on to the other anime that tied with it at seventh place. It was also at seventh place last week as well. Heaven's Design Team. Uh, looking at everyone's charts, uh, almost pretty even across the board. Kai and myself is at seventh. Matt is at eighth, and Lance is at ninth place. Um, I'm actually going to hit it with Matt first. We're kind of already like at the, you know, quarter mark here, and I'm curious to know, uh, do your feelings has it changed? since the beginning because i remember you were very uh not happy with the format of this show i'm wondering if like now it's warmed up to you or you still feel the same way um i just picked the character I, that i like and like you did and as that's the purple uh transgender i think character yeah the uh, uh yeah yes yeah Venus. Well, her uh, her planet name is. <laughs> don't use her Japanese name, so I don't know what her name is. It's like Kake Mori or something like that. Something Kanemori. like that. Kanemori. Kanemori. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I never understood that. Like the 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 sub team finally deciding to do their planet names. It was like non-apparent for us, but like yeah. I had to like look it up as we were watching the episode of like they just that was like a a design choice or like it was actually Internal a thing. decision that like yeah even if they're saying their japanese names let's still refer to them by plan names i guess because yeah i mean honestly planet names are easier to remember that's to what remember. We remember so yeah they weren't wrong um, but yeah it's actually a real thing they're actually uh except for the two angels ueda and uh, uh shimoda uh they're actually all named after planets and well the little boy is just kenta but uh yeah it was uh pretty surprising but uh I, how about how about you or right, go ahead keep going i, I thought it was hilarious when they uh, god sent ueda to hell <laughs> at the end of the episode <laughs> i don't think that's I, gonna stick because we saw the episode preview and she's right back with everybody so yeah i don't know what that was he got rejected I think, yeah i think it just one just like comedy sticks right we're just like ah we're gonna banish you to the netherworlds but then like you'll come back next week because you know next week is like a completely different timeline you know like they don't ever connect with each other too but well this so. episode connected with the previous episode which i noticed all the other episodes didn't <laughs> but this episode connected with the the mechanics room being all fucked up because they had that giant sea mm. creature in the room and all that, that is true. that's right yep. yeah and the old man was like you know i gotta help her fix it like like it, it's not like continuation so i'm i'm hoping though that they continue the long of why she went to hell and why she's gonna be back i i, I feel like that's that's gonna be the bit right it's I, just the I, fact I, that I like that they yeah. they go back she, like you know shimoda comes comes in he's like come on she didn't really mean to like do all that shit and just let things go loose it's like you know she she just thought it was a good choice but she should be forgiving kind of thing and then they'll like you know do something silly maybe they'll bring in like one of the the characters to the planet characters and then you know they'll beg for forgiveness and then god's like if you want her back in heaven you have to make me a really fat animal that can fly and also shit in its mouth and and re regurgitate that shit and make it into a tree 
or something on, like you, that. You know, at the start of the episode, all they're going to do is dedicate one minute to, oh, Ueda, you're back. She's like, oh, I got rejected from hell. Okay. <laughs> Play opening credits. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's so be. she's so badass that even like hell can't even handle her i don't know so uh what about you kai you I, are pretty much like I, animal I'd like facts to, i'd like to bring a, a bold bold suggestion i think uh, I, uh, how about uh, we uh drop a design boot to our media or our, like our media roundup section uh-huh and then uh, switch it with skate because I want to see like like I kind of want to like my just my opinion I kind of want to vote skate alongside with all the other animes because I think skate has really good like points you know like as an anime story like because design boot is like not very story heavy you know it's all it's always it's in its own category almost so like it always gets the you know the seventh sixth eighth place because like it just doesn't fit like as in a good story type of anime but if we put in skate i think it'll bring more variety to our top five like co- the, co- the competitive you, you think it will break the, the top five because it's yeah. been the top five yeah, like skate well. like what do you guys think you make a good argument. I personally want Axe Project Scarred, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I see what I see. What your argument is though for um, Heaven's Design Team. See, see, here's the thing. Like, I like that idea, and I want to add on to it, but I don't <laughs> think everyone has watched Kimono Jihan yet, uh, and I think that's another one that's slowly starting the like train of like actually getting really good. Uh, I just saw like the the third episode. I'm like, I see potential in it, way better than Project Scarred, and I would love to get rid of Project Scarred too. To be perfectly honest with you, yeah, I want to get rid of Project Scarred. Oh my goodness, are we about to? Yeah, I do want. Yeah, I do want to get rid of Project Scarred. Yeah, that's that's totally fine. But like, but like, uh, I don't know. I just thought Design was just in almost in a different category, isn't like okay all the shows. So how about this? Okay. We'll get rid of Project Scarred because I really want to get rid of Project Scarred. Hey. Uh, we'll get rid of Project Scarred for Skate. Every like I need everyone's consent on that first. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, um, keep, I'll catch up with it. Okay, and then everyone tries to f- catch up on Kimono Jihan for next week. And if you guys think it's good enough to replace Heaven's Design Team, we'll slide Heaven's Design Team into the media roundup. And put Kimono Jihan because I think Kimono Jihan actually has a good story. I don't know if it'll like crack the top five, but it will compete for like you know in the in the middle parts of the of the board. So yeah, that one looks good too. Yeah, I all right. Like the first episode. So how about we do that? So <laughs> can't believe we're doing this. We're officially <laughs> getting rid of Project Scar. Now I gotta fucking make all the graphics for this. Why couldn't we and- do this last season and took out Last Crusade, man? No, because we were too well into that bubble, dude. <laughs> too well into that bubble. So, well, also, like, that that season was very, like, you know, not that great kind of thing. Like, I, there, I, to me, honestly, there's, like, kind of, like, three or four animes this season that I feel like could replace, like, the bottoms of the of our top ten. But everyone's in consent. So, Skate basically, what you're Project suggesting Scarred. is to turn this season into just fucking fight club just everyone just 
ready to well, brawl. Exactly, because Kai did bring up a good point. Like having having Skate on there, and I think even having Kimono Jihan on there. Like now it's not about like the fight for 10th place, it's about the fight for just being in the top five. Because I think yeah. Skate could actually ruin the top five to begin with. I think so too. Yeah, we would have a massive upset if Skate Yeah, it's always... Be- Horimiya, always Dr. Stone, always Promise Neverland, always Mashuko Tensei, and always ReZero. It's always that five. Mm-hmm. Like, in whatever order, shape, or form, it, they've surprisingly, they've all been fighting each other for, like, their spots on the top five. So there's already a fight in it. But to put Skate and hopefully, if Kimono Jihan gets better, Kimono Jihan as well, that's seven animes that are all competing just to stay uh, within the top half of the board. So... Then we just gotta find something else to replace Hortensia Saga, and then just be, and just, and just <laughs> yeah, be I a know. fucking Hortensia war. Hortensia Saga's gonna be kind of all alone. It's like the like the, the official tenth place, unambiguously tenth place. Yeah. So, but maybe I don't know. We'll find something else, hopefully. But but let's let's stay in on agreement for now. Skate for Project Scarred. Next week we'll replace it and uh, vote it in. Everyone yeah. say aye. Aye. Hey. I okay. <laughs> I'm gonna be kind of sad. I'm gonna miss you know having our punch. You can keep we we can keep watching Project Scarred if you want and have you in the media roundup. That's like that's still. I'm not. I'm not gonna watch <laughs> on it all the board. I'm okay, that's what, that's what I fucking thought. And I know for a fucking fact I'd be all alone. <laughs> And I can't watch yeah. that on my own. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch it with you. I just don't know if I'm going to be like present at the time. So I, I don't know. Uh, I don't believe. I don't believe torture is like a morally acceptable thing to do to other people. All right. Well. Okay. So. All right. That that we. Man, I feel like every season now we're gonna have to do this. We're never gonna vote the ten that we should be voting in. But there we go. We officially swapped it. Skate will be a uh, part of the anime ranking board starting next week. Project Scarred is going to be banished into the netherworld. I don't think we're ever going to watch another episode. So, booped. But uh, let's, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's move on uh, to number six. It was also sixth place last week as well. Uh, Low tier character Tomozaki-kun. Uh, looking at everyone's vote charts uh pretty standard across the board everyone's at sixth place except for lance he is at fifth place uh so let's slide it over to a rom-com connoisseur i we've actually me and lance talked about this kind of in length a little bit because uh he really surprised me this this season that he actually has a higher value on tomozaki kun than i thought he would uh and i would like for him to explain it to uh the rest of the the viewers I mean, going into this uh, this series, I, my expectations were very low. I thought it was going to just be a knockoff of other shows. And in a way, you know, it does have the same tropes as many other rom-coms. But it's just every single episode has gone a little bit better for me. It hasn't really taken any steps back. It just gets a little bit better each time. And I respect that of this show. Like, uh, Especially this past episode, I felt like you can see Tomozaki growing every episode. He's a little bit less awkward. He's a little bit more brave. And also I, I like the, the way they're developing the other characters too, like Izumi. And uh, I think his name is a uh, Koji. Um, so the, the popular boy, they're 
they're becoming very likable characters to me. Uh, <laughs> so, well, I can say the, the least I can say for Tomozaki Kun is um, it, it's only becoming more and more a positive experience for me. And I'm really enjoying it. Uh, Matt, how'd you feel about uh, Tomozaki like going off on uh, the really popular blonde girl uh, I, when she I was, was thinking- making fun of Tak Fam? I was thinking that was very un-Japanese of him. I was like, to try to <laughs> snap when <laughs> I don't think they do. But it, it was just pretty awkward for me when I saw that scene. I was like, that doesn't seem like a normal person would do that. Or just, uh, I mean, a Japanese person. That was pretty if, cringe. <laughs> it was yeah. super cringe. If, if someone like, if you were in that situation, it wasn't tech fan, but it was like RuinScape. And just be like, you RuneScape is like the piece of shit. I don't know why you keep playing it. It's horrible. You're wasting your fucking goddamn time. Uh, would you like have an outburst like that? Or would you just yeah, be like, I'll be like yeah. fuck, I wasted so much time and money on this game. I fucking hate it. <laughs> no, not that way. No, you're going the wrong way. <laughs> you're going the wrong way. <laughs> Character development is going backwards for Matt right now. Um, but uh, I'm glad you guys are liking it. I mean, it's one of those ones where like, I think it slowly sneaks up on you and to see like as much cringe as it is, it actually could be applied to like, you know, real life situations kind of thing. Like, I don't think you're ever going to have to like defend yourself to like why you like a game so much, but it wasn't the game that like you take out of from it is the, the fact that like, Oh, this popular girl is making fun of someone that worked really hard to get to where he is and he didn't take any shortcuts he didn't cheat he just did it the old-fashioned way he practiced and he practiced and uh he doesn't deserve uh the criticism for trying his hardest to you know be good at something uh that he wasn't previously good at you know it's like uh and i and i feel like that's why people resonate with this show so much because like to me this is still kind of middle tier in terms of like the rom-com genre and i still i I still think to that to this day but i think in terms of like morals or even just like life lessons that you can take out of it it's actually above average um i'm starting to realize that as, as we're watching this that like people can relate to that more than they can relate to the rom-com aspect uh of the show and uh i think that's why people are starting to slowly uh, like this show more than uh, I anticipated. Yeah, uh, you know, as much as that scene was cringe of him like standing up to the the popular girl, um, I thought it was perfectly in character for him. Like, <laughs> I mean, I I hate to say, it, but Tomozaki is himself super cringe. So <laughs> yeah. I wasn't like shocked that he did that or anything. He's had mm-hmm. plenty of outbursts and like rants to uh, Hinami um his internal monologue is just <laughs> as ranty as you can get so for it to actually like come out uh and lash out at a stranger especially over something he's passionate about like he dedicates his whole life to uh mm. i wouldn't i wasn't that surprised and also i i didn't i could also just like you said it wasn't really him like being super upset that she's insulting tack fam it was that there are people who enjoy this game and uh he didn't like that she was talking down to people just because of what they like yeah so really really great and uh 
I think we're I for me we're almost to the point where I read up to because it's a light novel and you know light novels like rarely get translated uh-huh. and they had a manga for it and they only had like maybe two volumes of the manga and I've only read the first one so uh we're getting to the point where like I don't know uh where we're going at next so but what do you guys think any predictions on who he ends up with so basically he has four girls right uh in his like little harem uh uh tree right now so he's got uh fuka the the little uh silver haired girl with the books um me 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 uh the blue haired girl uh the really outgoing one that's kind of like uh, an alpha alpha female in the group uh izumi kind of like a beta female but she's like trying to please uh um the the other kid yeah what, what, what is his name koji yeah Thanks. something like that Shuji? um Shuji, yeah um so or uh hinami any any, any guesses on like who he ends up with oh so that's yeah, attack fam. <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't mind that <laughs> Do you want to put that on the prediction board? <laughs> Tomazaki ends up with Tac Fam at the end. No, I wouldn't predict. I wouldn't put that on the prediction board. <laughs> oh yeah, Shuji. Um, I was surprised. Uh, the ending that took me by surprise. Uh, his him asking out Hinami, like him, him like nutting up and like trying to, <laughs> trying to put that like turn the tables on her. Like, hey, do you want to go see a movie? Then she she was actually like taken by surprise and. I didn't cons- I honestly didn't think Hinami was going to be a love interest. Um I know it's obvious she's on the front cover, but like I thought that it wouldn't go the same way that every other <laughs> rom-com goes that they try to fool you into thinking there are other options but there really isn't. Yeah. So I it's obviously going to be Hinami in the end. Do you want to do you want to yeah. bet on that? Do you want to put that on the board? I will bet on it that it's going to be Hinami because I'm actually hoping I'm wrong. All right. Do I get but the sample I... approval from you to put that on the board? Yes, you do. Wait, hold on. I'm looking at the Wikipedia. So Stop! Aoi <laughs> Hinami and then Mimi Mi is Minami. What the fuck? Yeah. Nanami Minami. Okay. That's, yeah. yeah, that's... That's great. Yeah. That's like an origami type name. Uh, I'm confident. But it's also kind of like a win-win for me. So either I'm right or I'm wrong and I'm actually happy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Tomazaki dates Hinami. uh, Oh, but you know, the thing is, there's no way that they're going to fit him getting together with Hinami in this 12-episode season. There's no way there's going to be a conclusion at the end of this. Yeah, I guess you're right, huh? I don't think, like, pacing-wise, there's enough time. How about who he dates first, then? Does anyone have any predictions? Do you think it's still going to be Kikuchi at the, uh, you know, how we planned it at the beginning? Or would he pull an audible and end up dating someone else instead? I think they date his little sister first. <laughs> God damn it. That's, that's what I think. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's gonna date Hina me for realsies. 
All right, we're just going to move on. I don't think anyone has any predictions. <laughs> um, okay, so we are finally at the halfway point for our anime ranking board. Uh, so we will slide it over to Lance uh, to do our Weeb Power Minute segment. Take it away, Lance. Hello, folks. Welcome to the Weeb Power Minute segment. This is our Q&A where we answer questions from you, the viewers. Um, if you have any questions for the Weeb Power Minute, please just comment away on our social media, on our YouTube, any video, um, any um, Q&A posts we might have, and we will answer them in the upcoming podcast. For this week, we have one question from Shining with Shy, and that is, what is the first anime you ever watched, or which was the one that got you hooked? And uh, there's actually another one that we have answered in previous podcasts. Um, I guess, uh, well, actually, you know, we've answered the first part of this question, and that's which is the first anime you ever watched. Um, but have we answered which one actually got us hooked, where we knew we were definitely fans? Uh, not really. I, I guess, like, I guess not we kind of associate the fact that, like, the first one is the one that got us hooked onto anime to begin with. Yeah. Um, but I guess, like, if we're talking about, like, turning point to where, like, I, from a casual fan to like a, like I'm a serious anime, a taku that we are now, then uh, <laughs> not really the loser that I am now. So um, yeah, we can we can go with that. We can go with that angle. Okay, uh, let's yeah. start with that then. And uh, uh, Pierre, do you want to start? Um, for which one? Which anime got you yeah. actually hooked? Um, so like how we talked about it in like uh like the previous episodes right like, was it like episode one or two yeah like my very first anime was tenchi muyo and it's a very old old anime very like it was a horror rom-com so like that pretty much set me down the road to <laughs> rom-coms for the rest of my life <laughs> um but i didn't really like i didn't really think about it like being hooked on like i gotta find other anime uh because of it it was just kind of like I had to watch Korean dramas with my mom and Tenchi Muyo for some reason was playing on the Korean channel on channel 12. This is, this is in California. I don't, I don't know what everyone else's situations are. Um, so <laughs> like if I wanted to watch cartoons late at night, I would have to like watch the Korean drama first and then Tenchi Muyo would show up afterwards. Cause Tenchi Muyo is kind of like more mature. So it wasn't like always like showing up like on, on like a prime time uh when kids were still awake so it was the only way i get away with sleeping late at night and then you know uh watching an anime that that was pretty cool but uh uh in terms of like what really got me i think it was car captain sakura like i when i was thinking of this i was like probably pokemon but i don't ever really associate saturday morning cartoons as anime even though i yeah. know yeah. it's anime pokemon is I'm anime Yu-Gi-Oh, Digimon, they're all technically you know, anime. Dragon Ball, they're all anime, but for us growing up in the States, that was never the case. But stuff that showed up on Toonami and stuff that showed up like outside of Saturday morning, um, Car Captain Soccer for me was the one that like really got me like thinking like, wow, this medium is like well, I was like what, like six or seven, so I wasn't really having this deep of thought i was pretty much thinking like oh she's pretty cute i like this one <laughs> so and i just thought it was really cool you know what's funny is like i never really watch sailor moon 
uh, from like start to finish. I only seen like little patches here and there and I get the gist of it. Mm-hmm. But, and I don't really care to watch the other moon, but Car Captain Soccer is like the same thing. But like to me, it's like way better. But yeah, Car Captain Soccer to me is like uh, the reason that like I like uh, cute anime girls probably. And the fact that like, it wasn't just like, oh, it's a cute girl that transforms into like different costumes and uses like cards as a magical girl. But she also had like her worries, like her like character development. And she had like a very good love story with um, Shaoran, uh pretty much like uh, the main boy in that sh- in that show. So it was like, like it, it hit a lot more uh, feelings and concepts that like wasn't very apparent as a child, but it hooked me into thinking that which led me to like having like a f- full analysis on a on a yeah. web sh- on a web now you're web like show constantly podcast. deep diving into like characters and their relationships exactly. and motivations like every time like my mom watches anime too and every time like she finishes watching an anime i'll be like so what'd you think and then she'd be like oh yeah it was pretty cool the fights are cool and then like i just just i forget that i'm talking to my mom so then like i'll just start deep diving into like i'm on a podcast uh and then she'd be like can you like shut the fuck up i like i don't care and i'm like yeah okay hunter x hunter is pretty cool right <laughs> that's like that's it but yeah that's a uh, that's that's the one that got me hooked all right so um uh, we'll jump over to matt um what was uh, the first anime where you pretty much knew that you were an avid anime fan cowboy uh, bebop yeah it's cowboy bebop yeah when i finished that i was like i have to watch more anime and that got me all on that tsunami and adult swim did that start you down the road for you to be interested in in, in getting a degree in animation was it cowboy bebop no it was actually adventure time really yeah that's interesting why why adventure time was it like the fighting or just like the fluid like just the, this kind of weird concepts that they can just present to you in that show i guess yeah it was a it was a humor and the scenery changes yeah i like the environments okay dude, adventure time is so good dude honestly like you look at like a still shot like a screenshot of the of the show and it looks like i mean it, it's obviously like a, a kid's cartoon but then you actually watch the show and like the topics they cover and honestly the animation that they have is and the voice acting too is it's so crazy high level oh, yeah. like mm-hmm. even like like i i only started watching it when i was i think by the time it became like wildly popular where um everyone was talking about it i think i was already in college but like just looking back i was like super impressed with this show yeah, very, very high level. That was kind of like a little golden era of Cartoon Network where they were yeah. like piling on so many like amazing cartoons that uh, was definitely way more than just cartoons, right? So, yeah. Dude, I cried okay. watching Avenger Time once. Dude, 11 minute episode and I'm fucking bawling my eyes. <laughs> they had great stories. They had some good ones, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like randomly like super like deep like stories and conflicts that they've had and the terrible thing about it is it's 11 episodes it, episodes right so like the episode just ends 
Oh yeah, it's, it's just it's like so I'm like, oh no, what's going on? Boom, ends, and I'm like, what? Well, aren't we gonna talk more about like how like Princess Bubblegum is like immortal and she has it's been living with like the burden of immortality like for generations, and the only person who's ever understood her is a similarly immortal girl. But uh. Nope, it's good. episode ends, and then we're jumping it, over to good. Jake and uh, Jake, like, trying to bang the unicorn. <laughs> 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 like, never mind that plot. Okay, well, uh, I think the anime that got me into anime is probably Bleach, but... Not Gundam? No, I'm. but it is Gundam, though. Because I'm pretty <laughs> sure I watched Gundam before no, yes. Bleach... Because uh, Gundam Seed is like where I started Gundam, and that was like in early 2002, 2003. I looked it up. And then I think that's what got me into streaming shows because my mom would also watch Korean shows or whatever on, on the computer. And I was like, oh, big brain. I can use I, I can, can do watch. it too. I can do it too, right? And then so I started with Seed, but then Bleach was like, you know, the thing everyone was talking about. But the thing that really got me into anime is fucking... I'm a fucking D-Gen, dude. It's fucking Lucky Star. Yeah! Oh, yeah! <laughs> Fuck yeah! Hell yeah, dude! Yeah, like, Fuck dude, Lucky yeah! Lucky Star, too good! Like, the opening is good. Just, like, the... The pioneer of cute girls doing cute shit, you know? Dude, anime starts off with them just the four class and they're just eating the you know the chocolate filled croissants and they're like do you eat it from the butt do you eat it from the top if you eat it from the top it just squeeze it from the bottom if you eat it from the bottom it squeezes no you should tear off the top and then like stick it into the bottom so you get a little bit of chocolate on the top and, and it's just and that was so dumb episode. it's so dumb but it's so good <laughs> yeah lucky star was so great it's uh, so good it was so simple and i didn't know how good a simple thing could be Yep. And they had like two seasons, and I was like, oh my god, life is good. Can we rewatch Lucky Star together? Can I ex- experience it with you guys? Because I, I experienced it actually, by myself. <laughs> yeah, but I want to like experience it with my best friends. Yeah. Can we do that? I want to yeah. see if I still love it as much as I love it today. But then I watched Year Camp, and it's pretty much <laughs> the same thing, and I love that, so I'm pretty sure I will still love it. The comment on Lucky Star, the only thing that pissed me off a lot, I don't know if it pissed me off, but like the whole show is about playing at, you know, the school festival, right? Mm. And I feel like the whole school festival part was like not long enough. Yeah, they finally got there and it was like. And I remember just I mean, being there. so disappointing. It was like there. And then, you know, they do the opening, but they kind of cut it up and it's like not really, it wasn't as good. And I was just like, uh. Like a lot of animes are like that, right? A lot of school girl animes are just like, you know, they're working up to the school festival. Oh, absolutely. Then, and then, you know, they have a band like Shizumi Haruhi, you know, they have the whole singing and all that kind of shit. But like, it's always. It's lead up to that, but that episode's always disappointing for me. Well, if that's but like yeah. the worst complaint you have for the show, then that's not, that's, that's pretty not good. That, it's not much, really. Yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of getting off scot free a little bit. So, uh, but oh man, I cannot wait to watch Lucky Star with everyone now. It's, it's, that's gonna be on one on, on like 
a back burner that I can't wait to get to. <laughs> oh man, I can't right. wait for us twenty-seven-year-olds to be watching Lucky Star. <laughs> Unironically, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be on our Patreon tier, our Lucky Star tier. Where oh. For five dollars, you can watch Lucky Star with us. Hell, we'll watch it for zero dollars. <laughs> as it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah dude uh but how about you lance what is the anime that got you uh into being well, a loser <laughs> well i've watched a lot of anime on like toonami and adult swim like code geass uh, i i think haruhi suzumiya um somehow i was able to access that without um oh no i, I think i did watch that on the computer yeah um so uh, of course i watched all of those um beforehand but it wasn't really until college that I became like an aggressive consumer of anime and the I think the turning point was Kokoro Connect when uh, when I stumbled upon that I was actually I like entered like a fanatical obsession with the show to the point where if you go on the wiki for Kokoro Connect you will see partially published by Super Doggy that is me (laughs) I built the Kokoro Connect wiki why why is it like every time we talk about anime i find out that you left pieces of yourself on the internet <laughs> i've like you, marked my way around the fandoms you started of like you're like one of the co-founders to attack on titan reddit you're part i was of like there Booker signing Connect the Wiki. declaration of independence with george washington and right underneath it i said i love kagami from lucky star what the fuck dude you're like all uh, over this fucking internet yeah uh i think i think it was when i was like <laughs> i was analyzing and writing uh inaba's personality on her uh wiki page that i sat back and i thought holy shit i'm a fucking nerd <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and i had to like i kind of had to look at myself in the mirror and come to terms with who i am and what i've become and yeah that's what i pretty much knew yeah i'm a weeb you know what that you know this does explain the fact that like so sometimes we have to like write uh like scripts kind of like uh the the golden weeb awards a couple of weeks ago uh lance wrote all our like introductions to the categories i'm like i'm starting to realize like you have a very good knack for it and now <laughs> i now i'm starting to realize that you've been building this skill set since college i've had uh, practice <laughs> i just can't believe it that i'm like I, I'm sitting in front of like a potential like light novel uh, writer. Like, I don't in know. The I've making. always had like this um, knack for writing. <laughs> I just never had anything that I was interested enough in to actually like express it. And now that you know, as I I was writing all these like things about anime, writing analyses on Tumblr and whatnot. Looking back, I was like, oh, this was kind of my outlet. Huh. That, that is interesting. I. Nah, I'll find. I'll find it later. I'll find. This, I'll find the super day, dog. They, they still. They still kept a lot of my paragraphs. Um, the old relics are still visible. The holy relics, as he says. Oh my uh, god! The holy nah, relics, eh? I, I gotta find it. I gotta find like the super dog uh, uh, name around the internet and see if I can post it all on the fucking. Dude, don't look too hard. You might whenever. find some surprising things. I don't want you to find. Too. <laughs> I, I would like to say that I've seen that he has a secret YouTube channel that I feel like he already deleted, but he hasn't told me about. But it's there in the YouTubes. 
Oh, oh, no. oh I think Lance the is thing giving is, you the death stare. Yeah. No, I actually have to look that up because I want to make sure that thing's dead. But I think I remember <laughs> that I forgot the password. And it's not like Super Bowl I, till 808. <laughs> no, I, I forgot the password and it's <laughs> so I can't delete it because I can't access it. <laughs> oh, dude, it's in the internet, dude. So, dude, let me tell you, dude. I was like freeloading in his in his dorm room, and then I see his YouTube page open, and I'm like, Oh, oh hey, yeah, Lance, what is that? And then he's just like, Oh, no, that's nothing, and he like exits it out. But it's YouTube. It's not like it's porn or anything. It's oh like my nothing, god. You know? And he's like, Yeah, no, 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 just don't, don't worry about it. Just forget about it. And then I was like, Ever since that day, man, I'm like, I'm gonna find it one day whatever uh, it was it, so what i made back in college and i showed you um it was my uh illegally uploaded uh translations of japanese uh songs uh in particular anime songs so i translated it with my <laughs> elementary level understanding of japanese and then i showed i actually showed you one video kai and you're like dude this entire beginning makes no fucking sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't remember oh, this. Shit. And then I looked at the viewer count and it was like 1,000 views and like 50 likes. I was like, holy shit, 1,000 people. I have fucked over <laughs> and they have no they their understanding of this song is entirely wrong holy shit dude lance are you like the most interesting anime man in the world <laughs> like you have all these like college stories of like you in like the otaku culture and you like assimilate yourself in it and i never realized like like because like the three of the rest of us were like i don't want to say like we're closet otakus but we don't really like venture into the community we kind of like keeps to ourselves and you know to each other but like you you like fully you're fully like you're knee deep into this community i never realized like you had this like wild side for well that's because i didn't want to fucking tell any of you because after kai told me how wrong i was i was just like oh fuck me i don't remember any of this i'm sorry (laughs) and but then it doesn't matter because i think that channel um got copyright struck when they updated you know the copyright laws to be more uh, aggressive Mm. so that one got taken down for sure well hopefully someday kai was stumbled upon oh but my one claim to fame is some other YouTuber illegally downloaded my lyric, incorrect lyric video and posted it for himself. <laughs> and then he was pretending like he made it and he got way more successful than me. Like, I think he got like 20,000 views or something like that. And I was like, holy fuck, it's getting worse. <laughs> Dude, one day you're going to meet it's, some guy. It's not me, it's this fucker. You're going to meet some guy, some weave or something, and then he's going to be like, oh yeah, you know that one song, you know, you know the meaning about it? And then he's going to say the exact meaning that you wrote out, and then you're going to be like, hey, Oh, it was, you thought, it's all you, wrong. Thought it was, you thought it was the correct lyric video, but it was actually me, Lance. <laughs> and everything you know is completely wrong. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. My god. <laughs> that still gives me a giggle <laughs> to this day that someone pirated my incorrect lyrics. <laughs> Alright, well, <laughs> let's What let's are we move talking on. about? Oh, yeah. uh, we we spent way too much minute. time in this weed power minute. Um <laughs> uh thank you, uh Lance, for that uh weed power minute segment. Uh Again, if you have any questions, please send them to us so uh, we can use them in a future podcast. Uh, let's knock out the rest of this board because we are 
well over time. <laughs> so yeah. uh, coming at number five, uh, dropped on two spots from the third spot last week. Uh, ReZero Season 2 Part 2. Uh, looking at the board, Kai second place. Uh, Matt is at third place. I'm at fifth. And Lance is at sixth place. So uh, let's hit it with the high point, man. Uh, Kai, what did you like about this uh, week's episode of ReZero? I'm surprised that I'm the only second place, honestly. Like, I just think it was better away. anime. It blew me away. Like, this episode, we see, you know, Emilia, little Emilia. She's, like, hella adorable, right? And then hella mom, the, or the caretaker, is fucking Asuna, right? And Asuna meets fucking Kirito, who's actually not fucked up looking. But like, okay, so <laughs> yeah, Betagis not being Betagis is like kind of not yeah. cool in a way. And but the, like, the, the, I, know, like, I like the way normal. Emilia says juice. It's like juice, juice. <laughs> and juice. It sounds like, yeah, I know. It just sounds like juice. Yeah, but, like OJ Simpson juice. But like, honestly, juice. He's like not bad looking, dude. He's actually like he's actually handsome. He's actually Chill. good looking, yeah. and you know, it's legitimately just Kirito talking to Asuna, and they're just like flirting with each other. And uh, you learn so much, to be honest. Like, like for okay, there's, you learn so much, but you also get so much questions. Like, why did why wasn't he allowed to see Amelia? And why is it that when he saw Emilia, he started crying? I mean, it's like, like what, what religious thing is going on around here? Well, like, that's that's what I assume is that because Emilia is supposed to be kind of like a, I don't want to say reincarnation, but she looks exactly like um, the witch of uh, what's was uh, it envy? Envy? envy envy right? So I don't know, like Betagius is like has like a certain affiliation with like which which he wants to uh like you know choose but it looked like he chose envy and the fact that he saw amelia which is pretty much like a spitting image of envy it's kind of like it, it's like seeing jesus in front of you and you like weren't yeah like true, expecting yeah. it yeah. so that's what i assumed that was the case that they like uh the her, like mother Fort fortuna uh, decided not to like show him that was because she realized that but uh I, I don't know like you still like the guy even though he's a fucking religious nut so like couldn't like accept that i don't i don't know still still confusing for me on okay. that and we got lots of questions right we got um fortuna's like assistant boy dude that has green eyes that looks like that shares the same green eyes as puck is he puck like what is going on right there Right? That was a good connection. Whoever whoever connected that, whoever I, connected, I never I think realized that. Something. I think it was yeah, Lance, that was, right? That was yeah. Um, Fortuna has like a hair piece thing, but that's the, same, the same hair, hair piece, piece that Amelia, Amelia that wears. has. So what yeah. happens? Like, like is the oh Fortuna's the dead? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So is the Regulus guy? I don't I don't know how you pronounce his name. The guy that came up at the end is he gonna like fucking kill everyone right there? Just like oh, has you, to be right like how how does that happen okay i also like echidna and like the, how she's like hella tsundere with uh, emilia it's yeah like, i mean she has a grudge it's it's a grudge but it's like it's weird it's not like because you've seen echidna and how mean and evil she can be almost 
Yeah. But the way they talk about it is kind of like... They're almost flirting. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of feels like just like a weird like friendship where like they they've known each other for so long they can shit on each other yeah kind of like how we're at where like we can just like shit on each other for like no reason kind of kind of feels like that same point but like how long have they known each other to be at that point yeah, in their they relationship? Said that they've, um i mean they said that they've known each other for decades and they look pretty young so i'm thinking she's an elf and uh, and of course we see uh, petal goose like in the modern day this is like more like a hundred years um now and he looks like not (laughs) any different so aside from being insane um so i guess he's i don't know what it is about him but he must have like a expanded life lifespan either that or he like gained the powers of like the archbishop and that was able to give them some sort of like extended lifespan so the whole time i was watching it i was wondering if amelia in the in the first season if amelia met betelgeuse like at all and i I don't think think in one timeline she did yeah Yeah, but it doesn't really happen often and then so i was reading online about it because i looked this up and uh, in the first season you know how Betelgeuse has his like underlings that are all weird and controlled by him. Yeah. Uh-huh. Amelia mm-hmm. kills uh, him, the 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 Betelgeuse like follower guy, and Amelia yes. starts crying apparently, but she doesn't. She's like, I don't know why I'm crying. Right. Well, it's because her memories were locked because exactly, of and then now we know it's because of like you know he he liked she liked the juice. Yeah. <laughs> right. He was and her I'm friend. like, I'm like, damn, like. But like in that in the timeline that she's in, she never fought Betagus's like army or anything. So she's never seen him since childhood. Childhood, yeah. Just these timelines, man. I I like it. I really like that the story is moving forward, and that's why I gave it. I gave it a. I'm curious about what's behind that door too. Yeah. So what's truly behind the full metal alchemist door? (laughs) She. Gonna be able to get her limbs back. I can't I believe I you like guys it. gave it a fifth and a sixth. Third, I'm okay with the butt. I don't know. Man. Don't don't fucking talk to me because there's <laughs> another anime that you gave it fifth place, and I'm just like this motherfucker was serenading us like all over the place. Like this is the best anime ever. It yeah. deserves first place, and yeah. then you give it fifth the following week. Yeah, and I, I can back it up too. All right, well then <laughs> yeah. let's okay. Anyone else on ReZero <laughs> before we move on? And then we're going to get right back into Kai. I'm good. No? All right. Uh, so next up, uh, it was tied for third place. It jumped two, po- two spots from the fifth spot last week. Uh, Mushiko Tensei, Jobless Reincarnation. Uh, looking at everyone's voting. Uh, me and Matt is second place. Lance is at fourth. And then Kai is at fifth place. Going straight back to you, Kai. Let's fucking hear it, Mr. Uh, Mushiko Tensei, best anime of all time, blah, 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 deserves first place. I don't know why you guys put it down lower, and now you're the low point man on this week. Yeah. Okay, well, 
I will admit that like, the art and everything itself is pretty, but man, the last re episode, the reason why it was like, man, this anime is so good was because of Paul. How human of a Paul was, and like how good of a dad he is, and how he was like self reflecting. I talked about that. But then this episode, Paul's a fucking asshole. He's just a fucking piece of shit scumbag that's like just banging everything that moves, literally. And like. His literal seven-year-old son saves his ass, but he's like, but hey, Lily, all right, hey, gays, and then, <laughs> and like, and his seven-year-old son's like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? You're, you're, you're a fucking shitter. Like, you, like, like, oh man, I can't believe Paul, like, Paul disappointed me so much this episode. Wait, hold on, hold that thought. Matt? I don't want to say this, but I will. Did you vote in second place because you thought Paul was cool this episode? This is the mm -hmm. highest vote you've had from Rishiko Tensei. No, I don't, I don't even care about Paul that much. Okay, thank goodness. All right, <laughs> that's here because this is this is the highest spot that you you yeah. put in uh, Rishiko Tensei since we started, and I remember you weren't really high on it as we were starting, but now uh, it finally hit top three for you. Yeah, made as a hottie. All right, back to all you right. guys. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, all right. The maid is a hottie, though. She is, though. But, but like, um, I'm except just for like, that one scene with her butt when she was like the faraway shot and she was like oh, giving herself like for bath, and her her ass looked like the Hank, uh, Hank from like uh, King of the Hill ass. Like the ass is like so <laughs> shrunk. I know, and right? It was, it was so weird of a like <laughs> angle, and I was like, okay. What's up, Hank? How you doing? <laughs> uh, okay, but yeah, sorry. Go back to your hot mate. But I'm, I'm just thinking about like, like the family dynamic in that must be so shitty. Like, like oh, it's I, awkward as fuck now. It's awkward as fuck. But like, what was the the mom's name? Uh, Zenith. Zenith. Yeah, she has a very particular name, so I remember Zenith. Right, like. Imagine being Zenith, like how shitty that is, dude. Like, uh, yeah, if it was an anime, or if it was a doujin, yeah, hell yeah, that that totally works. You know, it's the dude that gets harem with t three, like, two beautiful, like, women, and then you know, happy family shit. But like, in a real life situation, like, yeah, I get the maid. You know, she has nowhere to go from the winner. But like, dude. Take her yeah. out, dude. Like, <laughs> take her out. <laughs> it's like, sorry, old yellow. I gotta take you off back now. Yeah, like, honestly, like, what is, and then what is Zenith doing? You know, because I like the mom. The mom hot. Yeah. And then I'll, fucking I'll... Paul's like, uh -huh, yeah, you know, the maid, she's still hey. looking pretty good. And I'm like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? Like, but, um, remember how I said a couple weeks ago when you guys saw the Roxy, like, going on, like, touching yourself uh kind of thing and i said that like certain etchy situations are actually gonna affect storyline and like plot progression or even like character development here's I just another remember. example that like another etchy thing where like he like pretty much committed adultery and you pretty much like you didn't see it see it but you saw like how you know it came about is that you know she had to listen to these motherfuckers fuck every night and she's lonely she's a woman she has needs and like she pretty much baited him 
into having sex with her uh, to commit adultery. But then you can see like that led to her realizing the mistake and then her gaining the respect for Rudy, right? Because she didn't give a fuck. She thought Rudy was a fucking devil, right? Because Rudy yeah. just that scene where like he's a baby and he's got the panties in his mouth and he's just like, hey, I love babies, <laughs> like kind of thing. She thought he was, she was a devil, but then she realizes that like this kid is very ultra sensitive to the situation he understands what's going on for like an eight-year-old and that she like he literally saved her because she was gonna die like there was no way any of us could like imagine someone that just gave birth to a baby to travel a month on the road with the elements with you know bandits with with monsters to make it there with the newborn and you know make it there alive so like you can see like their relationship is finally starting to like have a budding uh like time uh with uh with rudy and uh which was it lilia yeah because now like she's talking to him right and they're having stories she calls him like master now and she like really uh uh really like trusts him and she even said like you know my baby will uh serve you uh when she is of age kind of thing i like how much characterization we got this episode for everybody really like everyone got like a little bit um like i feel like i understand lilia so well now um they did such a good job like explaining the career it was like that monologue how you mentioned uh her the internal monologue she was explaining like how in depth she feels to rudy like how she acknowledged that she, he saved her and her child and uh that she'll always be loyal to him and uh her daughter will uh she'll raise her to also uh respect and be loyal to rudy uh i thought that was like such a good like paving the way for a future relationship to come between uh yeah uh his uh half sister basically so. yeah that's just why like i that that's another thing yeah like uh the way they foreshadow relationships and seeing how things go um like it's really interesting to see because now like what is the future for his uh his little sister and then his little half sister right yeah, so like he gets family a, that they've that has developed in this one episode every the, the mm -hmm. entire family dynamic has changed yeah and then also not just that but just uh his relationship with self right like now like there's like a more budding relationship to where like he has to be there for her he feels like there's a sense of duty to always be there for her because she yeah, like needs him her in his life um and now like you know we saw at the end of the episode he went off with somewhere with big big boomba like fox lady so uh <laughs> like what's gonna happen there so anyone have any like predictions or even just like a like a hint of an idea of like what's gonna happen or what's he gonna do uh well i mean i can kind of just like piece things together so she's an old friend of paul's paul is an accomplished swordsman i can only assume mm -hmm. that it's mercenary work he's uh reduce gonna kill uh like be in a fight and he's gonna kill and that's gonna be his work that he does which i think is very in line with paul i think paul is a a flight or uh, die sort of teacher at times yeah sink or swim yeah yeah so he would do something like surprise you're like hey we got a surprise for you buddy 
<laughs> You're gonna go fight. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what I'm expecting. She looked like um, I mean, I'd be surprised if they're gonna like go to a circus and Rudy's gonna learn how to juggle. <laughs> I think that they're gonna go fight. Ah, uh, yeah, swallow the sword just like your papa did twenty years ago. All right. One more, one more thing, one more thing about why I fucking hate Paul now. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Like, all right. So he, he, he's like, he's going to a sword, he's going to swordsman school with like Lilia, right? And then he's like having a good time, cr- starts crushing on Lilia, and then he fucking rapes her, takes her virginity, and he's like, oh shit, I better run, <laughs> and he fucking runs out, right? <laughs> right? And then he, along the way, he's going adventuring, because, you know, he's an adventurer, and he meets a Zenith, and then they're like, oh, yay, and then they're like, let's start a family together, right? And then they build a house, and they're like, oh, family, let's start a family. Hey, we need a maid. Who should we get for a maid? And Paul's like, hey, I know a guy I can call for a maid. And then fucking calls Lilia. Hey, you want some fuck? And and that's how she's living in the house, dude. And then Zenith is just like clueless. Haha, my my wonderful husband. Oh, he's such a nice guy. And we have a maid now. Hoo hoo. But they fucking slam in the whole time. Like, dude, Paul, shitter, dude. All right, thank you. Good coming to my TED talk. We can go next. <laughs> uh, uh, honestly, I like the the weeks leading up to it, and you guys are like, man, Paul, he deserves it. Like I remember you guys are saying like <laughs> nominations for him, like best supporting character, yeah. best like like boy, best shithead, and I'm like, when like I knew this episode was I mean, coming. I think he's still a shithead. Oh well, <laughs> yeah, he's still, still a shithead. High contender yeah. for that. In fact, more so. Um, but uh, yeah, but you know. Uh, I okay. He's a scumbag. I mean, I don't think there's any arguing against that. Like Paul, he, he's a I piece of he, work. He, even he knows. He, like, but that's why I like he about knows him he's a scumbag. That, yeah, he's he's a scumbag, but he's also I I couldn't help but at least respect him a little bit because he owned up to just knowing he's not the kind of person who like pretends like he's above it. He no. he knows that he, he makes mistakes and he has faults and. Uh, that's just like another like piece of Mashoku Tensei's that I really really like about this show is that they have such established characters that I feel like I completely understand Paul now like every aspect of him that he has he's a great father he's a great swordsman um he's a great provider for his family and he he worries about his son and he also he's a horny fucker. He's a shitbag. Yeah. yeah he's he's a total horny shitbag and that is just a part of him and I yeah and okay like as a father, you know, he, he needs some work for sure. But as like a character, Paul has got to be like one of my favorite characters now. Yeah. Like, I, period. I think you'll realize like a lot of these characters, they're very honest with who they are. Right. Like no yeah. one's really trying to hide what it is, what like what they truly feel. Like other than like Rudy, but the fact that he thinks like a 40 year old, like he should probably keep that within himself. But like for him to still like, hey, Paul, you're a scumbag, but you know what? you me bro we like blood brothers bro like you and i think exactly the same because i'm also a I'm scumbag also like, a, like a perverted scumbag yeah <laughs> i also thought Lydia, just look at each other and they understand yeah, yeah like i also thought Lydia was pretty hot and i also steal panties uh from my lord and savior roxy chan so like like he he has like these same moments but just like yeah it's just there, there's an honesty to it that it's just like he could have just shit on paul and then like let it be but he yeah. like has this sense of understanding like hey you're still my dad i still understand you i still 
love you you're a scumbag you know and you definitely need to fix uh like your problems but like you're still my father in the end and i still yeah. he still respects him that was that was one of his lines that like you know paul yeah. is still a master at all three uh sword arts and that's something to still uh to be proud of that that's your dad kind of thing so uh yeah anything else mishuka tensei before we move on yeah i better not see a fifth place anymore uh, <laughs> looking uh, at you dude thing. before yeah. everything i, I do <laughs> like kai said um i thought it was just super funny <laughs> when um they clarified that Lilia and Paul knew each other. And Dude, it Paul pissed me off raped her when they were like teens, and then yep. she still worked for him as a maid because he called for her. Yeah, she and just fucking. That's just a relationship we didn't know about until now, and all of a sudden, like, I feel like there's just like so much story to these like characters that we thought the were like Venus even not important. That that they were went to school together yeah like, this opens other they, questions like does, like, does Zenith knew, know about this like like so much there's so much story here because if, Weird if shit. Zenith doesn't know about their story dude, fucking deception that's disgusting dude now you'll see like what could transpire because like i think i said it the other week this show is very good at showing years of stuff happening and then within one episode right like technically two years has passed in this this current episode so like you know we're not gonna be like sitting like every every episode like like you know within a week years are gonna keep passing and slowly but surely you're gonna see more development you know those babies are gonna grow up you know rudy is gonna grow up self is gonna grow up zenith and paul like how is their relationship years from now kind of thing i think uh if it is true and it is doing the 23 episodes the 24 episodes uh, other than the 12 that was originally uh, slated like you really see a pretty much a big chunk of Rudy's life from from baby to you know to whatever he, his age is in uh, six volumes from now so uh, I believe they were trying to cover six volumes worth and that that is pretty much a 24 episode like a, a full season's core uh, of anime so let's hope that's 24 episodes but yeah it's like I'm excited for you guys to see everything that transpires how everything grows up how everything like evolves over time because uh i mean you guys are seeing it for yourselves uh where it leads to and all the little easter eggs are dropping uh that could potentially uh, blossom into a storyline down the road so uh okay we will move on to the other anime that tied in third place uh it dropped one spot from the second place last week promise neverland season two uh, looking at everyone's charts. Uh, let's see. Kai first place. Lance third place. I'm at fourth. And Matt is at fifth place. Uh, so we hit it with Matt first. He was the low point man on this anime. Uh, what didn't you uh, like about Promise Neverland uh, compared to the other animes? Um, I guess just that episode in general. It's just... I, I like that the mother is getting like this deal with the demons to potentially be set free but i already know she's not gonna win so it's like i don't know it's just like even though i didn't read the manga or anything it's like i i think she's not gonna be able to get them all back or anything mm. 
What do you think is the extra deal that she's uh, getting on top of uh, her oh, yeah. freedom? You have any uh, uh, like thought on that? Because I think Kai, I think when we were watching, I think it was Kai or someone. They were like, "Oh, I, I she gets Ray back." Yeah, I had that theory that um, that'd be like the little topping on the deal that she can save Ray. But then I thought about it again. I was like, Ray is actually the most valuable one of the group. So would they actually let him go? So that I wasn't sure if that would actually be the case. Perfect brain. Uh, how about how about you, Kai? You were high point man on this. Uh, what made it so good for you to put in first place? Dude, the story's moving again. I was so afraid that when they found <laughs> that shelter, like uh, they're gonna like settle yeah. there, and they were like planning about it, right? That we can settle here for a bit. You know, we can grow stuff. We can get the other kids from the farm. And I'm like, oh my god, are we gonna like you know be stuck with these? like kind of fillery episodes but no like right when i was about to think that like you know people come in they're like guns blazing in and then you know they we find out that there's another point that we can go to on the map and i'm like all right we're gonna be more like exploring the world again and because i like that part about the world a lot like when they were in that forest and they're like there's like fishes that are like on trees slippery and floating yeah, yeah. it's so weird and that's like the weird part of the world that i want to see more um we got and then hoping that we get to see more of that all right how about you lance um this was uh okay my favorite part was the cgi monster uh cloverfield just <laughs> fucking killing the soldiers <laughs> like i thought that was the most metal scene i've ever I didn't expect like that level of just brutality <laughs> from the show. Mm. Um but I mean aside from that uh I liked when um the kids are separated and they're running through the tunnels. I really 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 like Don. I like him a lot and I'm going to cry a lot when they kill him. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> there was yeah, like a lot of moments like I feel like we got to know Beavs and Butthead like I wasn't too like sure about all the the different kids like identifying them but now i feel like i have a pretty good grasp on everyone's personalities now especially with this episode mm -hmm. um like my favorite is uh, beefs and butthead the blonde boy and the the blue-haired boy they're always mm -hmm. together um i like small face norman <laughs> he, he's like really dorky um and yeah i feel like uh i i really got to know all the like the little kids more um Don is so cool. Uh, he's such a cool bro. And uh, just like Kai, I was actually happy that they... Uh, uh, well, I was surprised, first of all. But I was really happy that they left the this little bunker uh, so they can keep being on the move. <laughs> they stayed just long enough to like move on from it. Because that's what we like to see. Uh, 10, 10 to 12-year-old kids having to keep running away from people that are trying to eat them. That's the most exciting part. <laughs> so, uh, well, it's not just ahead. that. It's like getting to the destination, uh, which is uh, human civilization. Which I, I mean, we all know that's not going to work out very well. But just getting there is it's half the exciting. fun. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, and I do want to pivot to the board of predictions uh, for this season. Uh, we already have our first casualty uh, of the season. 
Oh, Sonju dies me. in episode four. <laughs> Lance <laughs> predicted that I think like two weeks ago. Uh, and sadly, Sanju didn't even show up this episode. Uh, so we will have to put that as the first casualty of uh, of the season. Now I said, I know I said I was trying to bullseye that prediction, but you know I was actually blindfolded at the time, so <laughs> maybe yeah, that's okay. why I wasn't accurate. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we can throw that out, and since we fucking replaced Project Scarlet, I guess we can burn up Kai's prediction as well on that one because <laughs> I don't think any of us are willing to venture into the anime to see if he was correct or not on that one so <laughs> what was it uh at least three guys would die in project scarred so uh but i don't know if you guys want to take the bullet and see three more guys <laughs> die in project scarred i personally don't want to but you know it is how I it think is when but the dust settles maybe i'll peek my head in and check you're just, just gonna to read me. the wikipedia and just be done with it yeah that's what i mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> All right, we'll keep it on the board. We'll, we'll see if Lance can find the answer later. But uh, how do you guys feel about your predictions uh, that you guys put uh, at the beginning of the season? Lance, one or two kids would die. Uh, Matt would say Don in particular would die. And then Kai said at least half of the kids would die. Dude, that, my, my prediction not looking too good. Yeah. I don't know. Could still happen, but I'm feeling pretty confident about mine. Hmm. How about you, and, Matt? You feel Don in particular is going to die this season? Yeah, I just have a feeling like they're going to kill off another major guy. Guess we will see uh, how you guys' predictions will stack up uh, at the end. I I am really excited for you guys to see uh, Don what, what's coming up next. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. You just you just want to hear what you want to hear, <laughs> um, but moving on uh, to second place, uh, it jumped up two spots from the fourth uh, place last week. Doctor Stone, Stone Wars. Uh, looking at everyone's chart, uh, myself and Kai third place. Matt is at fourth place, and Lance first place uh, for this week. You're the high point man. Let's hear it. Why did Dr. Stone deserve your first place vote? Okay, well, you were there with me watching the episode. I was going absolutely crazy. <laughs> I was like fucking clapping like a lunatic. <laughs> like You did was... clap. That was like kind of unexpected. I didn't realize you were going to be like standing ovation, encore, Like encore this episode was so much fun. Uh, I was, I don't know, the whole time I was just really hyped. Uh, one... I love Taiju, so it was so good to have him back. Yeah, and I'm so glad he hasn't changed one bit. I was kind of afraid <laughs> that they might go narratively, they might go the direction where Taiju and Yuzuriha were like persuaded by Sukasa to join his side off screen and that he would stab Sanku in the back. Because, I mean, like the whole time I was thinking, like, who can just play the double agent for a whole year and not like and not be swayed in the slightest? Um, so it's looking like I'll, I don't have to worry about that so for now I'm just going to say that I love Taiju uh, I love um, Gen and his ability to imitate uh, um, Weinberg <laughs> um, so that was I mean the whole time like I was just like like just trying to predict like what Senku and Gen would come up with like as like these two goofballs like try to outsmart the guard who 
of course turns out to be like the biggest fan of um the singer yeah biggest stand ever so literally like the worst situation you could ever imagine <laughs> for your plan to encounter and yep. then they navigate it uh as well as they can and and i'm excited about this new guard character too and this was just a brilliant episode for me like it just without like inventing anything they still managed to flex just how intelligent senku is and mm-hmm. gentu yeah i remember you were just like bullshit he's gonna f- like figure out how many copies that this girl sewed and then like he actually did the math of like how much money it took for her to pay to yeah, go to he space calcu- he didn't know it so he just calculated everything in his yeah. head he figured out like the answers to the guard and the guard asked really good questions that i was like i was like yelling ask him like what her fucking measurements are <laughs> senku wouldn't know that <laughs> and then the guard asked senku hey what's her measurements and then senku i was like how the how's he gonna figure this out and senku was like photographic memory sherlock holmes said and he's like i remember seeing her photo one time and if i estimate the circumference of her boobs and her hips yeah <laughs> and then compare it to my, to my dad in yeah. proportion to my dad who i know very well then i can yeah. calculate or estimate what her measurements are and he spits out the the measurements yeah it's uh it's pretty impressive it wild. uh i i honestly still can't believe that like you had that thought that taiju and yuzihara were gonna betray senku just because like they have their moments where just like the three of them are like that that bond that that yeah that bond that little like triangle that they have is never gonna break and i guess it's just i haven't seen them in so long and that yeah that's why and i was kind of haunted by like this one comment like who's gonna betray who and i was like what is like the absolute worst situation that no one would ever see coming and i was like oh taiju stabbed senku in the back and i was like but then i also had this other thought too like that that won't happen but then i also was considering there are other people in senku's group that can already replace taiju and yuzuriha if they like betray senku and that's magma who is the muscle and then yuzuriha uh, yeah kohaku um could be a replacement for yuzuriha as like the the female companion um i also think uh but honestly yuzuriha doesn't do too much except for like moral support so i was thinking more like suika uh as like this mm. like this precious like this precious little angel that needs to be like protected and uh what we're fighting for is to protect her i see you forgot uh yuzuriha is uh she's the handicraft of the group she actually has like the best uh hands in the business so she actually can do very small detail work uh for for senku i oh. know that happened very early in uh, season one so uh, like i don't blame you for not uh, remembering that but she's technically uh, a member of the i think the handicraft club or like the sewing club oh, uh, she's okay. very good with her hands so well that's good uh, i was thinking like i don't know senku never really I know there were times when he thought, boy, I sure which Taiju was, we're here to like, you know, put some muscle and help out this. But then they always figured out a way to compensate for Taiju not being there. I, I don't remember him ever like really missing Yuzuriha, so I didn't think about that. Mm, yeah, they they left so early in the season that it's like kind of don't have a lot of to go off of like, if they were here, what would they contribute to? Yeah. Everyone just remembers Taiju because he's just a fucking 
you know the buff idiot so like it's easy to remember him but Yujira was like she was kind of like she was in stone for like the first couple episodes and then afterwards she had to leave uh with Taiju to be a double agent so uh I don't blame you but Yujira does have a skill set that uh it, it is unmatched compared to everyone else okay well so. i'm glad because that was kind of like the worst case scenario i didn't really want to happen so i'm happy uh, that they're they're going to join up mm. anyone else on dr stone one thing i want to talk about is so towards the end right they play the recording and yeah. uh you know she's nikki the guard is bawling her eyes out does she figure it out that it's just a recording yeah, she yeah. sees she, through it. She does, right? But she still accepts it. She absolutely knows it's a recording. But she, like, so she asks Senku, hey, can you find a way to preserve the rest of the recordings, like all her other albums yeah. in the world? And he was like, it's impossible. How many years we've been uh, trapped in stone? Those CDs are long gone. This is the yeah. last recording in the whole world of her. But I promise you, I will do everything uh, in my okay, power okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to okay. protect this recording and i would die uh you know to protect it and then that was enough for nikki to be like all right this man as crazy as he is and he tried to trick me with like a fucking uh this dude that can sound just like her a little bit uh this guy and his ideal science is worth the risk uh to jump jump ship and join the join team science so yeah, thank God it went like that because like the original like Senku's plan like sounded so fucking dumb. <laughs> like, like oh yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll get a guy that sounds like uh, the you know the American singer, and then we'll tell William them you know Weinberg. America's like you know coming to Japan to like like what the fuck like like you know there no one's I, coming like what are they gonna do like the moment they're gonna be like oh where's the americans or like well what were they, what yeah were they i think do, that's something know? he'll have to figure out uh that later a, down the road that was a late that was a future senku problem this is the yeah that's a future senku problem <laughs> exactly the problem right now is to try to weaken sukasa's army enough to at least either kill sukasa or like at least trap him and like you know put him into a, a jail cell or whatever so he can't hurt anyone and then try to convince everyone else hey you know i know i tricked you guys but sukasa isn't that great of a guy cup noodles cup noodles anyone cup noodles That's so dumb though it's <laughs> like it's like future senku problem dude future, future senku, senku problem. problem like dude Tsukasa, dude he's so manly he's like the one god that i i i like lift the weights you know i fucking curl pump and all that kind of shit because i want to be like Tsukasa, and then he he's like uh, he's dead now well shit oh they're like oh like talking about americans coming no fuck the Tsukasa's dead dude i'm gonna like go out for blood or some shit like, <laughs> like well, i think yeah. the assumption was that not ev- just because uh Tsukasa revived all these people not all of them were necessarily like loyal see to him. his they, way yeah. they just happened like he's the strongest guy in town so yeah we'll follow him for now that and he kind of revived the revived me so it's kind of like yeah, i kind of owe my life him. a little bit so because he could have just fucking broke me and like destroyed my like statue body like he did like you remember in season oh, one break he had like a fucking <laughs> oh here we go 
All right, let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> on that um, note. On that note, anything else on Dr. Stone before Lance just starts thirsting on Sukasa? All right, we'll move on. I uh, say like how good Sukasa's design is. So like that shit is lit. Oh, make sure you put it on the nominations. Um, all right, we're finally at the top of our anime power ranking board. Uh, nine anime down, one more to go. Uh, it is the same one from last week. It, it kept its top spot for two weeks in a row. Ori Mia came in at number one. Uh, looking at the vote chart, uh, Kai is at fourth, Lance is at second, and me and Matt is at first place. So, Matt, you're the high point man. Uh, what was so great that you had to give it your number one spot this week? Matt was just afraid of the reckoning if he didn't put first place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and, uh, I don't know. I felt like this week was pretty weak compared to the previous week. Mm. So mm-hmm. uh, so this episode of Fornia was, I'd say, better than what I saw for the rest of the list. I see. Is there anything you liked about the, the episode in general? It was one of the first ones I saw this week, so it's not as I don't remember as much as like the later ones. All right, uh, and rom com connoisseur, can you save us? Uh, what was so good about Horimiya this week? I don't really remember, but I just remember like being very heartwarmed. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I think I remember. Okay, so just like Matt, like I watched this like super early, uh, not super early, like a couple days ago. So I, it's uh, like two days. It's like yeah, it was yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Um, gosh, holy crap! I'm brain farting right now. Why I, I put the second place? Um. So like uh, she got sick, right? <laughs> All right, Kai, the oh, rom com connoisseur. Okay, she got sick. Yes, she got sick, and it was she had a really awesome moment with me and Mara. No, you lost it. You lost it. You're she not the rom com connoisseur anymore. We got anymore. to learn about that. Me and Mara had a shit bag, a shithead friend that he was really close with, and he's actually like super close with. And me and Hori didn't know that me and Mara could be like super close with somebody. Yeah. You lost your rom-com card, dude. I'm taking it away from the <laughs> week. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I, I was just like obsessing over Dr. Stone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's hear what you get. I, I, I thought it was really funny how like uh, Miyamura is like so embarrassed about his like friend. Yeah, Cause, she does. Because, you know, they're like they're like actual good buddies. I don't I don't like understand why he needed to be so embarrassed about it. I know why. Because yeah. because it's because he's like the kind of person who doesn't normally show his emotions that well. So when uh pe- when people face him and they're like, "Hey, are you actually, you know, close with this person?" Their instinct is to say, "No, I'm not," because they don't want to show that they're emotionally vulnerable like that. And I know that because sometimes people ask me, "Are you friends with Kai, Peter, and Matt?" and I'll say, "No." <laughs> 
I'm on to the Sunday podcast with you guys and weave out for hours. What so the fuck? I, t- I was like, I totally get it, Neomura. We spend like every day together. <laughs> what the fuck is this shit? I was like, no, I fucking hate those guys. <laughs> I don't mean it. I mean it's like a joke. But that's like my instinctive right. thing to say because I don't want to say no, I love them. Like that doesn't that I just don't feel comfortable saying that. Uh, well, as much as that hurt me, like a lot, uh, you do have the point. Uh, it, it was one of those things where, like, you gotta remember, Miyamura grew up as like a very lonely, you know, child, right? Like, he doesn't really have friends to begin with, and the first one kind of makes him more vulnerable than usual, and you can kind of see it too, where it just like he gets more embarrassed where like when he's with Hori or when he's with Toru, you know, like there's no like true uh, embarrassment for it. You know, like he's just kind of uh, not really there, I guess, in terms of the relationship. There's still like this wall that he has that he's just like, he can't really fully let down because, you know, he he's still kind of uh, emotionally at like a middle school level in the in that way so um i remember i think kai said like where is more miyamura like i want to see more of him like i think you're gonna get your bigger doses because of it uh because of this episode because you're starting to realize like he is a lot more fragile than what he gives off to be right i remember like i think lance is like man what a what a chad he's such a chad motherfucker right but then like you see miyamura he's he's like kind of a goober and he like he still has to like you know be embarrassed when shindo like finally introduces himself he's like whoa 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 whoa! you are like a part of my life that i don't want like the love of my life to ever find out but you know like it, it was inevitable that it was going to happen and now he has to like kind of accept that um so you can see those emotional boundaries slowly coming down and you saw it at the end too when uh, uh hori was sick and he like officially said to her that just you know casually, he loves like, her you know yeah, no, yeah, yeah he just by the way yeah no big yeah, deal, no big deal. <laughs> Chad. because he wanted to get to the point where just like it, it isn't a big deal because he wants to make it into like an everyday thing where like every day he wants to remind uh hori that he loves her and uh he didn't want to make that big of a deal because he's that kind of guy. He doesn't like making yeah, a big he's deal like out of anything. Standing ovation kind of guy. And yeah, yeah, that told me so much about him. Just the way he just is so casual with his feelings, yeah. and he's not looking for validation in any way, shape, or form, right? Because he still has that weird idea that Hori doesn't like him. Like him, even though you spend every day after school at her house, you pick up uh, Sota from the fucking like preschool like with her you know like you support her in every way shape or form so like a- everything you do her you- your life revolves around her and vice versa and the fact that he still has that you can tell he still has a lot of insecurities about himself uh and you know that would still become apparent uh later on in the story anything else i'll give you a rom-com card back lance but <laughs> You pull this shit again. 
we're burning that card and you better fucking retake your test you have to uh, fucking kill me to take it from me next time <laughs> that, that was fucking that, that was an embarrassment of a fucking that was the most humiliating moment of my life <laughs> <laughs> i will never live it down and i'll never let my guard down again just like me amura okay uh all right guys that is all the time that we have for uh this week's episode god damn this is like almost another three-hour episode uh thank you thank you very much uh for watching slash listening uh let us know down below in the comment section or even hit us up on our social media uh what would you like us to talk about in a future podcast uh we definitely love to hear your ideas and we would try to incorporate it uh into what can i only assume gonna end up being like a five-hour podcast uh, so uh we just keep stacking up hours we just can't shut the fuck up about anime but that's how much we love it and we hope you guys love uh, listening to us as well uh other than that make sure uh you check out honolulu millennial uh lance uh, is on one of those episodes either the first or second week of february uh make sure you check out for that uh and then other than that youtube wise episodes are coming back i i I already posted, I think, episode 10 uh, of the YouTube or uh, the YouTube version of the podcast episode. So episodes will slowly start coming back as well for that one. Uh, and that's about it uh, for me. Anything else you guys want to add before we log out for tonight? Hey, if you want a little taste of um, the podcast from YouTube, I'm also going to be releasing uh, like short little snippets of them on TikTok. So please check that out as well. We have a lot of social medias going for your for your enjoyment, and we'll hope uh, to see you in the discussions. Okay. Uh, any uh, final words, guys, before we go? All right. So if I lay down naked on a plate, you guys want like you know like we could like there's there's this thing apparently where you know you eat food off of like so a the raccoon. Person. Where does that fit in, in all this? <laughs> We can like cook the rag- raccoon and put it on my body. I was thinking <laughs> like sashimi, the red meat of the raccoon, and lay it like in a eye in an eye catching way around his genitals. Dude, this yeah. is something out of like Promise Neverland right here, dude. <laughs> All right, we gotta go. Same we time, same we place, guys. Bye. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.